says it's like number four on their CD. It's track four or five? It's track four or five. I had the CD. But it's so honest. It is. It is. And <laughs> that, that, it speaks so much to me. So when I first got my daughter. Hey, hold on. Rob Thomas with his eyeliner. This is the Dadvixie podcast. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And we have Alanon. I'm Alanon. Alanon's back for part two, guys. We Alanon. all know that Alanon. you've Alanon. been, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't end. <laughs> we all know that you guys have really, really looking forward to this episode um, in a major way. Yeah. I have two. Yeah. Like a lot. I have two. Um, this uh, is gonna. I'm just kidding. Yeah, this is oh, this is gonna mess some people up. I think <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, that's not, it's not like, it's not, like picking, but, yeah. it's not picking off so, an old scab or something like that. You're like, oh, let's see how this bleeds. So, <laughs> is it healed? Nope, bandaid. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, when I, the the first episode of this when I came in, I uh, I'd been really looking forward to it, and then on the drive over here, I started really freaking out, like total anxiety, all of that, because it took. It took a long time and a lot of work to move past all yeah. of this, but I have also felt so called to have it be something that I share and something that that uh, is is out there for other people who are going through similar circumstances to, you know. Well, there's a understand they're not alone. There's a message in that there's just a, for everybody else listening. Like when you have to take something difficult head on, mm-hmm. you're going to face that anxiety or that pressure. Uh, it could be a guy going to see a counselor and you, mm. you have like those thoughts in your head of like, I don't know if I can do this. I think and, we all have those fears of yeah. when you, when you confront anything. Yeah. Right. But yeah. there's, if, there's if you're, if you aren't that, con- yeah, oh, yeah, really big time. Yeah. So, yeah. but if you're not that confrontational kind of guy, you're like, Oh, the anxiety kicks in. And, and I yeah. know my, my buddy Ellen on here, we're not, you know, the in your face kind of people mm-hmm. we can be, if we have to be, <laughs> yeah. But we don't no. typically want that, right? No, I mean, no, that shouldn't and, be a baseline. At least yeah. I don't believe it's not for me. It's not a baseline. Totally agree. I need to be attacking people or, or you know, throw everything <laughs> in your face. So, you you <laughs> do that on purpose. Wow. <laughs> this is the Steven like, Crowder show. It sounded, it sounded like I was taking a <laughs> bee rip in the background, but it was me drinking coffee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're doing all good today. So we get so recording. That all the so we recording on a Saturday morning, right? Right. <laughs> hey, so uh, want to shout out to uh, Patriot Men for sponsoring this uh, episode again. Yeah, we love them. We had yeah. to start off today with the hand to hand combat, hand to hand combat, and the beard cream, zero dark mm. thirty beard cream. All of us, oh baby. Yeah, I'll tell they, you, my uh, my beard does feel. Dude, in a manly way, silky, smooth, smooth, and it yeah. probably smells delicious. I well, come here, come here. I don't want to do this right oh, now. Come on, no? we later. Ryan, sniff his face. Come on, Ryan. I have it on my own face. Well, I can smell it. Oh, you're right. So <laughs> don't discolor it. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's Tristan, smell like your donut. It's probably gonna smell like donuts. Tristan, where's your girlfriend? Leo, come smell his face. Come smell my face. <laughs> oh wow! It's, it's gonna be one of those days. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so um, we'll we're talking serious note. <laughs> talking coffee. Yeah, right. Uh, Ryan just tried. He's got a cup of the uh, Starbucks Holiday Blend K cup that I had brewed for him out of my Ninja Dual Pro brew, whatever the name is, and it's brew station. Um, yeah, what do you think? I mean, it, in comparison, right. Ryan's not a fan of Starbucks. So I'm, not, at all, I'm right? not a fan of Starbucks. I'm but in not a fan of machine coffee. Like, yep, it has to me. It has like a distinct flavor. Like when you go through a coffee maker, mm. it tastes a certain way. It's not as I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I'm a coffee snob. I drink it the old school way. Where I, I couldn't. Do, I do. I do pour overs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's not bad. And I mean, I'm and I say that because like I'm one not a Starbucks fan, so I'm really the, like the 
distinct critic. Mm, yep. Like, it's good. Like, I mean, yeah, it's drinkable for surprisingly, sure. right? Yeah, I mean, it, it. But it usually you, like brewed coffee out of a machine has like a bitter finish to it. Mm -hmm. And this is totally smooth, yeah. totally solid. And you actually, you get, you don't get the watered down flavor. That's yeah. my biggest thing. I actually taste it's usually the coffee. On the, and it's usually on the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. It's not, it's not a, not watered down like the first like five gulps. And then all of a sudden you get like the acidy crap in the back end. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh sweet. I'm glad I drank this. I'm going to head to the bathroom in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. So recommendation <laughs> from me personally, Tristan, that this thing is the best 200 bucks you'll spend if you're a coffee snob or you love coffee. Hands down, because it does full pots. Um, dude, I mean, the water thing that's on the side, you know, yeah. it'll actually swivel, go to the back if you want it in the back instead. Huh. Easy to pull off and on. It's so, oh, it's so good. That's cool. So good. Ninja so makes an incredible product. Oh, I have their blender. All day long. Dude, their blender. Too. The blender is like better than the Vitamix in it's my unreal. opinion. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, their their original coffee station was phenomenal anyway. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, they, they made the interchangeable K-Cup thing? I what? The, mm -hmm. Well, they make shark vacuums too. Do they? Do they? Yeah. Well, no wonder I live with shark. shark vacuum, and it's freaking awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. Hmm. And now Props you that. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a little star shot across the screen with a rainbow yeah, behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's been a lot of controversy. Um, not, well, there's always a lot of controversy because that's what the news gives us, but with Mr. Alec Baldwin. Oh, he's a real straight shooter. Oh, oh, oh. gosh. It's, Oh, I, I'm full of these. Too soon. Sorry. Too, soon. <laughs> Too soon. I feel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But he's a yeah. lady killer. Um, oh. So I do have, I do have oh. real comments on it though. Sorry. Um, and, and this, fire this away. Is, this is my thought. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. It's Saturday morning guys. <laughs> Maybe we should do them all Saturday Hit me with morning. your best shot, Tristan. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> he's got your back. Um, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> really? What do you say? <laughs> First. You said nothing. Yeah. yeah. You really plastered. You really blasted us with that thought. <laughs> It's not. It's never going to end. It isn't. Uh, hey, I thought of another term. Right. Um, remember, go ahead. Go ahead, though. No, continue on your thought with Alec Baldwin. No, well, first, sorry. last episode we talked about of the rib. You know, <coughs> yeah. Another nickname for your wife, riblet. Riblet. Oh, there you go. I'm riblet. sure she'll love that one. And if you guys haven't heard that episode, listen to it. Um, it'll make sense. Anyway, sorry. so Alec Baldwin. Yeah, baby back. Here's here's my thought. Um, the guy's an actor. He's not a trained hmm. marksman. He's not trained anything. He's right. A gun like. He, Zero protest intelligence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anti-firearm yeah. individual. Totally none. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm military. So I've got some background. Um, my thought is this, every movie set has an armorer, much like the military has armorers, right? Yeah. If, and, and in every movie set, the armorer has to double check everything, double check, triple, triple check, and then hand it out no matter what. Yeah. The actor doesn't know squat about guns other than point and pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. So it's like in this instance, Tropic Thunder. Makes me think of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, in this instance, though, I mean, you have to, you have to consider Alec Baldwin knew nothing other than his armor said, it's safe. Here you go. Right. Doesn't matter. What are you taught? I mean, well, obviously. Well, no, he's, he's not. not taught. Yeah, they're, they're not he's, taught that. That's, we know that's the whole thing. Right? I, I don't find him culpable. I don't, I don't no. find him responsible. I, mean, I, no, I do in the fact that he was the one that pulled the trigger. I, I, I don't. How? And again, you think it's a toy, basically. And you that's what he's prop. thinking. He's like, oh, it's a prop. It's full of blanks, period. Mm -hmm. I should be able to point it to my head and pull the trigger and nothing should happen other than, you know, my hair is going to get blown away because, right. right? Beyond that, I mean, seriously, that's how, anytime you go on set, it'd be like me if I was in the military and I went to my armor and I, we were going to go do, I don't know, um, NTC or whatever and go shoot each other, right? <laughs> so we got the little laser attachment on the front. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, mm -hmm. right? And you pull the trigger and it, all that. Yeah. So if the armorer was like, here's real life rounds, but I'm not telling anybody, we started killing each other. Right. Whose fault is it? Yeah. 
And yes, we should be able to look at our rounds and go, hey, there's a blanks or not, but it doesn't, so Hugh's not trained, yeah. right? So which one of the Clintons is involved then? Well, okay. Grassy Knowles. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy yeah. thought. Oh, no. yeah. The lady that was killed Her was, is a f- they said that she was getting ready to film a documentary on pedophilia in Hollywood. Much oh. like Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. and the other guys, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, oops, yeah. here's another piece. And I don't know if this is hearsay or not, so uh, don't quote advocacy on this one. Right. But they say the armorer that handed him the weapon was the same armorer that handed the guy that killed Brandon Lee the weapon in the crow. No way. Uh, That's what they say. So, why not? What? I mean, sure. Could be the sure. same armorer. Why yeah. not? I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, that would t- take some research. And it should be easily done, but very, very easily, right? Right. We have the internet yeah. in our hands. We probably, <laughs> yeah. We're not Googling crap on this show. It's all hearsay. We don't <laughs> yes, know what we're yes, talking yes, about. Yes. Who Let's cares? Pull up more facts. <laughs> I believe that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was also that, that person's father. And- you know, actually, <laughs> I found out who, uh, who contracted Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald. I was watching the X-Files. Russia. Episode or season six, episode four, I think. That's our answer, right? The Russia. smoking man was oh, the guy that oh. contracted Lee Harvey Oswald. There you go. He also was the guy that shot. Um, Martin Luther King and shot Jr. Yeah, I saw it. Dallas, it was on TV. Indeed, the truth is out there. There was facts. Truth, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool for you. <laughs> so yeah, this is the uh, typical Saturday morning randomness with <laughs> just three dudes hanging. Out. <laughs> Let's see what other random crap we could pull out right? of our butt. Uh, what right? else do you want to know? Uh, so Halloween's tomorrow. How- is Halloween it? is tomorrow. Oh, it is. Yeah. To- so I, where did the month of September and October go? Where did the year of 2020 and 2021 Dude, go? They go straight to hell's where they can go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. How come last week felt like it took forever? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last two weeks actually feel like they've been the slowest weeks ever. Uh, I would say last, not this last week, but the week before last sucked. Yeah. Mm. This week's been freaking. Have you guys been tired oh. also? Chicken. Like I've, I've been tired the, every the day. I don't know why. The sun not coming Absolutely. up until like 7.15 is bugging the crap out of me right now. I hear that the sun will come up tomorrow though. Tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> the it sun, may. The yeah. sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, please stop. I'll love you. Yeah, I'll love oh, you gosh. tomorrow. <laughs> you probably will, <laughs> and you'll make him pancakes. Um, yeah, but like this, the whole like <laughs> sun coming up at seven and going down at like yeah six. 3.30. Whatever, dude. I hate Yeah, I get winter, like the winter blues pretty dang bad. I usually don't. And I've, I've been getting up like super, early, like typically 7.30 and I'm like, I'm, my brain's going on fire. But like mm-hmm. lately, this past two weeks, no joke. I'm just like, it's like nine and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been well, in bed like 8.30. <laughs> we, we basically missed out on our summer. It was, yeah. you know. It was robbed from Fire us. and hot. 110 degrees. Freaking and, awful. Yeah, when we hit 111 degrees in, uh, what was that, June? Yeah. Uh, oh, I know I why like, I lost no. September. No. <laughs> I know why I lost the month of September. COVID? Yeah, I had COVID. Oh, yeah, the whole month. Go. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, man. Yeah, we totally had our summer robbed. It was awful. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hid inside the majority oh, yeah. of the time. Fire wasn't, AC the on. smoke wasn't as bad this year as it was last year, though. You sure? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year know. and the year before last year, I remember. It's I all pic- terrible. I have pictures, like, at Priest Lake, and you couldn't see... 150 yards out into the lake. Oh, yeah. There were times looking at my backyard, it was like that. I remember, though, what it, was it last year that we actually had the uh, the ash coming down a little yeah, bit? Yeah, that was last year. Was that last year? Last year was bad. Was that yeah. Yeah. Last year was really bad. Yeah. This year wasn't as bad. It still sucked, but it wasn't as bad. I don't know. I know it was smoky. I think it was smoky longer this year. 
It was, yeah, it was god awful. Well, anyway, you look we didn't at have any when you have year no, no, after year. We didn't have any football games canceled due to smoke this year. We oh, did. Right. We had a two weeks worth because nobody year. cared. And the year before, <laughs> nobody cared. COVID. Yep. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Halloween coming up tomorrow. You guys yeah. dressing up? Yeah. You got yeah. kids? Like, you uh-huh. going trick or treating? I, I wish. I wish. Okay. I don't have my daughter this year, so uh, I, don't I don't get have to take her out. Either, but I'm going to yeah. sit in the driveway and hand out candy. Yeah, I moved to a new neighborhood that I hear is nuts. Absolutely just crazy with trick-or-treaters that yeah. they even advertise and all that. And uh, cool. so we have like a thousand pieces of, of yeah. candy that I'm praying we can give out because uh, uh, I don't want to end up with hundreds of pieces of candy well, in my house. I know that like dentist office do buybacks still. I think maybe. I don't know. Something I somebody there was something we were doing that yeah they need to stop that. Just kidding. I'm <laughs> still <laughs> these kids like hiding all the candy in the back. <laughs> think, about, <laughs> think, about, <laughs> think about crappy the dentist's teeth are. He's <laughs> eating all that candy. <laughs> he probably I think they actually save it and give no, it out. They after give it every. They send it to I know one dentist here in Coeur d'Alene that does it. He sends it to troops overseas. Oh, that's cool. Nice. That's actually super cool. Okay, that is really cool. Good for um, him. Yeah. So yeah, that that's pretty cool. But I know that like our neighbor, my neighborhood. Typically, there was like in 2019, I had 360 trick or treaters. I counted. Oh, yeah. Cr- that's a lot. Um, last year, I had, I stopped at like 90. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went out and trick or treat. Owen was having a blast, like handing out candy because he loved seeing everybody's costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went out and trick or treated for a little bit and came back, and there was still candy left in the bowl that I had sitting out. So that's amazing. And, which is weird because I had full size candy bars. Did I had some little bastard come and steal all of it one year? And I was like, yeah. you little. Yeah. Oh, I've had that happen, yeah. dude. I like, I like, and then I have the one that shows up at like eight thirty at night, and I've got like two years worth of old Halloween candy in my closet. I'm like, hold on a second, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I'm gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get like, you're gonna like this. <laughs> hold on, stands there and I'm just like, old candy, like three buckets <laughs> worth. I'm like, have a nice night. The kid's just like mouth agape. Xanadu, <laughs> dude. Wouldn't it be fun if like parents got involved and actually trick or treated with the kids also? Liquor treated? They don't. Not that often, man. Man, I want to go look. No, usually, seriously. usually yeah. they drive by. The parents aren't dressed up at all, and they just yeah. show up with a shot glass or a, like a red. Dude, no, solo I mean, cup yeah. ima- like, imagine if there was a community where everybody bought a bunch of little <coughs> mini liquor bottles, right? The, yeah, dude, I did the that. Like ones, airplane yeah. bottles and be sweet. The, the mm-hmm. parents, yeah. There was a mom. There was a family like four doors down from me that were handing out Trulies to mm-hmm. the parents. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, you guys are super cool, like and rich. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I did full size <laughs> candy bars last year because COVID sucked so bad. Yeah. That like I, I was like, dude, I'm gonna make this special. Like yeah. kids have been cooped up; they're going freaking bananas. Like, yeah, they're gonna get out for a night and be normal. Like, dude, full size candy bar, and I, yeah. I'm doing it again this year. So nice. What's your address? Yeah, and what? <laughs> I invite you're invited. Come over and hang out. I'm gonna have a barbecue and have some elk, and yeah, it'd be good. So nice. Oh, um, yum. But I got a couple buddies coming over from church too. They're gonna hang out and good hand out some candy. I'm excited for it. So I, as soon as we're done here today, I'm gonna go home and put all my decorations up on my. Uh, on my front porch. The reason that I took so long to do so, I love Halloween and I used to throw big Halloween parties all the time. So I had a house full of, of decorations, adult decorations, mm-hmm. uh, not, not adult <laughs> decorations, but you know, they're scary. They're scary. They're, you know, the blood and the, all of that stuff. And now I've got a two and a half year old and there's Chainsaw. no way that I'm going to put all of that up. She would just walk around the house terrified. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Uh, so all of these decorations that I usually have all over my house are going to go on my front porch with the fog machine and the strobe lights. Do you have like buckets full of fake blood? Oh, I've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to carry people in his front driveway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, 
Got a stuffed <laughs> fake body. He just drags around right? in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. No. So I've I've got this big cowl uh, with the big hood, and I've got this creepy, creepy mask that I put on underneath it that is like a skull that's all modeled and all that, mm-hmm. and um, skeleton hands and all all of that. And then I've got four foot back bat wings that go on it uh, that I wear, and uh, um, it's 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 fun to see the reactions of kids when you go out to hand them candy with that, and you've got the fog machine rolling, yeah. and that's what walks out of it with. Creepy music. Uh, um, they run screaming. The parents laugh. It's a good time for all. Dude, really. no, there yeah, was, a, there was a dad in my neighborhood last year that straight up had a fog machine in his garage. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't really, like, he would only do it to random people that would walk up, right? So I'm with Owen. We're walking up, and there's a group of teenagers that are kind of walking up at the same time. So for the kids, he was nice. For the teenagers, he was kind of a jerk. But he'd be like, oh, hold on a second. He had, like, a Jason mask sitting on top of his head. He'd walk <laughs> into the fog, and all of a sudden, you're... Run! he come walking out of the fog with a chainsaw and like oh, oh no then he saw Owen and he like stopped and he's just like and like Owen just ah! screaming <laughs> oh, I was laughing but like at the same time I'm like that was pretty hardcore yeah you have, you have to choose your audience with <laughs> yeah. that yeah I, I did literally all, all joking aside I had a couple children last year uh, that, that did go running for me so I'd rip my mask off no I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding yeah. I'm not gonna steal your soul you're just fine <laughs> awesome <laughs> you know who will the good my lord and savior Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> right? exactly welcome <laughs> oh that was a. Uh, like last, I mean, to see some of the people that like obviously want to social distance and stuff still try to give out candy. I was just like, it'd be better if you didn't. Like some of the people that were handing it out just made it so awkward. Like they had like the the four foot grabber that they're trying oh, to like really? give a single piece to a kid, or it was like already prepackaged and everything. And I'm just like, oh. dude, like the whole goal is not to touch it, so you touched it in order to not touch it, like. Come on! It'd be smarter to just take right. the little grab bags, just huck it at people. Yeah, and Ooh. I'm just like, why don't you just, mm-hmm. or yeah. just put them all out, like strewn across your driveway, and pick one up and walk away with it. Like, mm-hmm. it was yeah. just super weird. The one cool one though, I did see some dude had like a bunch of. He obviously, I think, it was probably a plumber because he had like PVC pipe that he would like. He could he rigged something to where he lifted the candy up off of his porch and then he would pull the lever and it would drop it down the tubes and it would like sail down the tube and it'd take off down the driveway and it would shoot out into your bag. It was super cool. I was that's like, cool. I was like, all right, yeah. that's pretty legit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But no, that's super that's super yeah. cool. The one you know, lady that's like, here's hand sanitizer so you can grab your candy. I'm like, all right. Gross. <laughs> you know what though? You you think about the stories like that. You think about the 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 four foot grabber and the hand yeah. sanitizer. And it shows two things. One really that that I think is important. You look at all of the fear, all of the, you know, there's so many people that are terrified of COVID That's, and some of them rightfully yeah. so because they have, mm-hmm. you know, immune disorders or whatever it is. But, you know, we have been driven so far apart from each other as a society and, and – it's been railed into us to fear, 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 but that's not our baseline. Yeah. We, we desire connection. So even though they're terrified, they desperately want that connection. They desperately yeah. want to be out there. By doing anything they can. But it removes yeah, the yeah. sincerity almost. Yeah, that's where I, it's really I understand. Hard. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it's, a, it's an eye-opening look, too, at where we're at as a society right yeah. now. Where were you on the episode I came back after COVID for that conversation? Because, no, I mean, you're totally right. Like, yeah. It's it's really difficult, and we're seeing the divide grow even more now. Which it's, was already vaccines massive. Vaccines are rolling now, out for kids, and it's just like, I mean, I know people that were pro-vax and are now seeing it like be on kids, and now they're like, no, wait, hold on, time out. Like, I thought this mm-hmm. was for the, the folks that were at risk. Right. Not for yeah. every single human being. Yeah. yeah. And 
Yeah. I mean, it's, that's where I'm like, um, so now it's making me take a step back to where like, I will just go by numbers strictly. I don't listen mm-hmm. to like, I mean, it's like, I want to see what the data says. I don't care what any doctor, because he could be paid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, any scientist, you can pay for science to say what you want to say. And if you disagree with that, go look at what Hitler did in the 1940s. Like, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is equating to Nazism, right? Nazi no, Germany, but like you can manipulate somebody with enough money. Mm-hmm. Or enough power well, or whatever. Hey, you want your grant? Yeah. Okay. Say this. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, yeah. and how many how many scientists are looking for grants? I mean, yeah. let's be real, right? You want, well, yeah. yeah, you're developing yeah. a vaccine for something else, oh, for cancer. Oh, well, do you sweet. want that? Do you want how how short do you want your trial to be? Say this for us, and oh, you know. this is a whole nother topic. <laughs> but I'm actually really glad you. I, so I'm I'm a scientist. That's, that's what I went to school for, and I love it. And I'm passionate. That's why I'm, I'm having this conversation. With oh, you perfect. There we go. There we go. Uh, and one of the most difficult things that we have to overcome as scientists is the ability to communicate real raw science to an entire Hold population. On. Stop that is, questioning me, though. That's not scientific, right? Uh, uh. No, no, it's not that. It's right? not yeah. that. But to be able, to, we we run into this absolute hardship being able to provide information uh, to a populace that does not trust us, yeah. and there are very valid reasons that they don't. Mm-hmm. But and let me let me qualify that there are very valid reasons that they don't because there are some who have proven to be inscrupulous and yeah. and out for their own benefit or ignoring the the actual data because they have uh, the desire for it to show one thing or another. And uh, it puts us in a position as, as real scientists that are really out there to find truth and to help the world and to help people. And you try to share that knowledge and there is a, there is an immediate, mm, well, I don't know. Everyone wants to know. postulate things. All yeah, you have a lab like, coat. Yeah. Mm, no, you're not to be trusted. <laughs> what? No, no. You don't understand. Uh, I'm going to find. The, I'm going to find somebody dressed up as a doctor tomorrow on Halloween and ask him to start making claims for me. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I one out of one doctor. Yeah, I tell you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you say this for me? Well, you want your kid to get a king size candy bar? But uh-huh. yeah. isn't the but, part in the goal of science is to question? Yeah, I mean, the reality absolutely. is that's, absolutely. So that's, so nothing is there yes. is no. There's only there's, there's no, no laws. Absolute. They're all like and there is no absolute. Well, the laws and you guys can't see the air quotes on on the radio. The the laws are just still. Yeah. They're subjective, and they, there's not that. That is absolutely the basis of of science. Is you, you will always find a better instrument. You will always find well, more data. Let's go back to 1965. The menthol th- cigarettes were the best cigarettes for pregnant women to smoke. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you saying that science can't change? No, like, I mean, and that's exactly. the thing that or it can't be influenced by right. industries. I mean, doctors say that Marlboros. Mm-hmm. You know, nine out of ten doctors smoke Marlboros. Like, come on, right? Like. You right. know, they, they, you don't think this could be any different than that situation twenty years from now? Well, you oh, got to think that it was when the American Heart Foundation Association Association yeah. was paid off by the sugar industry to say fat was bad for you. Huh. Did you guys know that? Yeah, hundred percent. Research it. That was back in the eighties. Wow. It was yeah, it was back in the eighties when they were like, "Oh no, fat's bad," so they pulled fat out of everything. Everything was low fat. That's what started the that. The food craze. pyramid was actually paid for by General Mills. Did you know that? Oh man. So, I mean, like, you, you were, it's crazy to think that that's, that's the case. And now we know mm-hmm. today that, well, okay, think about it. 10 years ago, eggs are bad for you. Mm-hmm. Are they bad for you now? No. Mm. It's revolved around. Fat, is it bad for you? We know it's through the keto diet. We know yeah. it's acceptable now. Yeah. Right. We know that sugar is the one that's actually causing all the issues and all the heart disease because it's mm-hmm. causing all these issues, like other, other back-end things. Yeah. It's amazing to think that 
at what time, one point in time, they were they were touting this. Oh well, fat's super bad for you, so low fat's the way to go. High sugar, high everything else. Mm-hmm. And you're like thinking about it now, and you're like, wait, sugar's awful. Well, look at yeah, go back and look at the you. original food pyramid. And how it's in, like, you need to have balanced meals of every day with whole grains and da 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 da. And you, like, look at all this stuff. And it's like, well, who was behind that? Well, General Mills was way behind. I mean, I'm talking the first, before some of the newer research has obviously mm-hmm. proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're like, no, you need to be heavy on your fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Your proteins will have a little bit more weight now, like lean protein, especially. Mm-hmm. But back when it first came out, it was like, no, have seven servings of whole grain of grains a day. And you're like, holy crap, that's a lot. Right. And. You don't tell me that there was influence there by industry. And, and I know that like, this isn't the, let's get on political. <laughs> this is the, uh, the, the medical <laughs> yeah. advocacy episode. Right. right. But no, I mean, like, I'm glad that you have science, you know, somebody that loves science. Cause I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a man of faith and like, but science always fascinated me mm-hmm. because I love to critically think. Mm-hmm. And so it always challenged me because so much of science was always like the pushback of, you know, creationism versus evolution. And you're always trying to find that like balance that like points uh, the finger one to another. Right. And, and it's not mutually. Exclusive. No, it's not. Yeah. Cause there's so much that like yeah. creation is blatant actually visibly in science that people like you want to refudiate all of a sudden. And it's like, well then how do you explain this? Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. let's just add more time. Yeah. It's like, mm, okay. I roll my eyes a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing with like this research stuff that, we had the, the, the theory of evolution. It's a theory for a reason because it's never mm-hmm. been proven. Mm-hmm. There's the theory of relativity. There's the, all of these things that we've th- seen in science that we kind of hold some value in mm-hmm. at, to some extent mm-hmm. has never actually been proven. In fact, now all of a sudden we have these like things in relation to a singular virus. And now all of a sudden we have, to, all- we have to accept it as absolute fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm like, no, stop it. Right. Because now all of a sudden we found an antidepressant that keeps people out of the hospital magically, like, ooh, it shows up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where I'm. Yeah, There's sorry. more to all of this. I, I strongly believe that. Yeah. 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 Money is a powerful thing. Power we love conspiracies. Power is I don't a think, powerful thing. I don't thing. think this is conspiracy. I think it's <clears throat> completely. No, I just think it's funny. Well, everything, um, almost every conspiracy <laughs> in the past. Year has been coming to fruition as truth. What do you say to a conspiracy theorist? Weird. I'm sorry, you're right. It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> literally that was last year to a T, man. I mean, yeah. or last two years, but yeah. no, I, yeah. So we get on tangents. It's interesting. We, but, uh, yeah, yeah. We, that's oh, the whole man. Point, the rabbit holes right? yesterday were or Thursday or whatever day. Good lord. <laughs> so easy way to fail us out. I say we we pull it in and start um start really dissecting because people are looking forward to this. Do we want to take a no? Well, I'm, we, if we a break, sure, break or whatever, take a commercial. Know, that way leaves us with a long block, so we don't have to. Break so what you guys up. want? Take commercial. You know what? That might be best. Yeah. All right. Let's do yeah. a commercial break. All right. We're back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good lord. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. So we're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, and better than ever. We've got we're, Alan on with us still. Alan on is here. He's the we, witness protection he's, program. He's right, a great guest. Right. He really is a great guest. You know, he's going to come Aww. back. Ch- check out Alan. You listen, tell that to all the guests. Dude, I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> there are there are some guests that have amazing, the most, amazing the best voices. Anonymous right? guest host ever. <laughs> Kobe had Kobe had an amazing uh, radio voice. Yeah, Kobe Allen on. Yeah, um, dude, you're rocking it for a dude. Like, no, well, thank you. You know, I'm always yeah, like, 
I used to get compliments at work because of my my voice and how I talked. Whatever. I'm like, radio? oh, interesting. And I listen to you, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Have you ever done radio? I'm pathetic. Literally everybody since the dawn of time. So I used to be in call centers and all of that, and yeah. uh, you know, you, you kind of yeah. cultivate that. But um, everybody always told me that I should go into radio, and uh, I could make that happen. Well. I don't know That'd if there's a great side game, as much you know, money in it. A as no, there's no money in radio. No, no, there's none. Okay, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about I come it's back fun. and do do radio with you guys? I, okay. You know, I'd love that. You could that. be Ryan Seacrest. Ooh, he made a go. ass ton of money. He yeah, did. but he's also or very good looking. Dick Clark. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, was it a Casey Kasem? He could be Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem was Hello, friends. That's, that's more like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. That's right. an awful no. Casey Kasem. We've got, a, we've got a letter from Johnny to his girlfriend, and, and he writes, Dear Shirley. Oh, no. <laughs> Ever since we made out of the Kmart parking lot, I've missed you. Wow. I love how we digress and we just <laughs> roll with it. We it's fantastic. So yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's great. This, this oh, is what, I mean, so it, it's funny because not many people know that we are, we're not scripted. Mm-mm. Like at all. We have, yes, we, we kind of have an outline of like, hey, let's talk about this. This, let's talk about this. this show literally this has, has no notes. This one didn't. This has no notes. I walked in, I'm like, show. so what are we going to talk about? He's like, well, like, I've got episode 35 back with Alan on and court and real world matchbox 20. And, uh, <laughs> and let's it. go. And... <laughs> talk and, and, and then but yeah like like we and then it, most most podcasts though <laughs> most podcasts have like a script of some sort they usually do some scripted stuff mm. or they go over it before or ahead of time and we are like you mean they're professional <laughs> yeah we're we are we are raw. dudes on a couch we are yeah. totally just raw and honest <laughs> don't take that the wrong three one. dudes on a couch <laughs> oh no 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 that'd be uh, uh, yeah, no yeah. cup involved yeah. three dudes on a couch with a mug oh. right one oh. mug, three dudes. Uh, is that what it is? No. Dad mugs, three I'm just dudes. Drink some water and dad mugs. <laughs> Where's the sad <laughs> three <horn>? dudes? <laughs> All right. Well, let's well, let, let's roll. Roll let's, forward. Uh, yeah. We want to talk about Alan on. All right. Rock and So last time um, you were here, mm. we we did your from before birth to yeah you were at the doctor's office they were they told you that you weren't allowed to have any information at all and this mm-hmm. happened prior to to I prior mean, to being able to yeah. actually even go into a doctor's office yeah and, and yeah. they said no and then and then you were like okay so now i'm going to court which interesting story i guess i could pick up there uh and i'll come back to to uh to go to go through it chronologically but um when eventually I was able to start going into the doctor's <coughs> office, uh, and there was so much, oh no, you're fine. Uh, there was so much animosity, or or the the whole thing was so awful. Uh, but um, the uh, absolutely <coughs> amazing office manager at this doctor's office uh, got in touch with me and just apologized profusely, and she said, uh, "Just so you know, uh, what we did was flat out against the law." And um, wow. once I found out what took place with you, we shut down our operation for a day, and I took everybody, and we had a, a remedial training. Yeah, holy cow! And, wow. and wow, she, yeah, and I it was, you it was crazy, things, man. Like yeah. you actually, like, you did. Like, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, so oh, when I went back awesome, in, it was I mean, it was wild. Every time that I went back you, in, but, to, yeah, right. But it was <laughs> it was exactly, and it opened their eyes to, you know, anybody can say anything. Yeah. Anybody can say anything. She, who knows what it was that was being said, but it was certainly enough. And then putting a block on an account. Man, I still want to yeah. know what she said. I I know some of it, and it's just not okay. 
I believe just, it. Because yeah. I can't even fathom someone saying anything that would that would make a medical staff go, oh, no, we're not saying anything. Well, it, from so, their standpoint, and, and they tried to backtrack and go, well, we didn't really know that you were the father. I said, well, I the first day that I walked in, I was extremely reasonable, and I brought in my paternity oof. test. And your response was to say, well, this says 99.9% chance. So it just says you're a chance that you're the father. I'm like, uh, that's that's not how it how it works. But well, you take that into court, and in the court uses that as proof to oh, charge done. you money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for exactly. child support. So. Exactly. But trying to protect my daughter, no, <laughs> you know. But it was it was actually it was a really interesting switch because uh, once once that uh, training took place, every single time I walked into that doc- that doctor's office, they all knew. Every single oh. person knew exactly who I was, and it was Mister. Thank Alan you, sir. Thank you, you sir. Know, yeah, yeah. Hello, all, sir. All May I have another, sir? And then especially after a couple of times of going in uh, where they, where their eyes were opened as to what was really taking place, what was really going on, yeah. uh, that was that was a big change uh, even more so. And, and there, was, there was a respect and actually, unfortunately, a pity <laughs> in all of their eyes. Um, but, okay, backing back up let's say okay so first time going to court picking you up there first time going to court was temporary uh order of custody um so i could familiar with those yeah yeah exactly temporary custody order and uh i was thrilled because i I, i'm like i'm gonna be able to finally get something finally be with my daughter and and see her outside of these crazy circumstances that had taken place up until then just do mediation first or they make you go straight to court no, uh, mediation. I'm, I'm ending there because that's okay. that's that was our final thing, and it, okay. that that was a thing in and of itself. But uh, uh, so first time, first of three times in court, go in for the uh, um, temporary custody, and uh, uh, it was interesting. First off, let me say that I didn't get to say more than two words through the entirety of my time going into court. Was not allowed to speak. I think he asked me a direct question a couple of times where I was able to respond yes or no. And that was it. Uh, and um, anyway, so I go in for this uh, and, and it's a back and forth. A lot of it is muddy. And then there's little pieces that are sharp uh, still in my mind. Um, but we're so we're determining my ability to spend time with my daughter. And I was all thrilled when we first come in, because one of the first things that he starts saying is he's like, why is this man being held away from this child. Why, why, why isn't he able to, to see his daughter? And, uh, that, that, I mean, as a father coming in, that would make you feel good. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. Someone's on my side. Right, yeah. Good. Let's, yeah. let's have that answer. How about that? Yeah. And, and here's the thing though. Now looking back on it and I certainly had, had the thought process then as thought process then as well, but, uh, even more so now I don't want somebody on my side. No. I don't want somebody on you know, the mother's side. The side. I want someone on the ch- the child side. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But with knowledge, with absolute actual knowledge and determination to figure that out, yeah, not and, what took place. And that's why I'm so like happy that in some states now, burden of proof is now on the court instead of the parent. Right. Because the court to make that decision has to have all the facts. It's mm. going to make the parents bring everything to the table. Yeah. To where now I do feel like in some states, and this is kind of me being cynical too, mm. I really feel like evidence doesn't mean squat in court at times. Mm-hmm. Like you can have everything in the world and it's the judge is the ultimate one that gets to make the we'll determination. Wait till we get there. Yeah. 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 And that's, like, it's and, funny and, that you said that. And you're making that decision? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Keep going, on. Yeah. I, I want to get no, to that point good. too. Yeah. You're but no, very, very, very true. I can't even agree with you enough. That's one of the big reasons why I'm here and, and why yeah. the story 
uh, or this part of it is so important to be told and to get out there and for people to hear that they're not alone and to hopefully start a cry for change. Yeah. Uh, Don't so give up. in their temporary custody, uh, get to the point where, okay, so he says this man should be able to see his child every day. There's, I, and, and I'm ordering that. And I was like, Oh my God, that's great. So I can take her, I can take her home. I had, I had a whole home. I had a, a massive, I had a room that was filled, filled. I had her crib well before she was born. She had a crib that was beautiful, her decorated everywhere. I mean, I can't even tell you I, I, the amount of blankets and toys and all of that <laughs> were filling my home uh, that I, you were nesting. I absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't have much time because if oh, you remember, uh, by the time that I really found out that I was the father, uh, it was two and a half or three months, something like that from, when, from birth. When Maury, when Maury told you, you in fact are the father. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Good old Maury. Uh, uh, so, so I'm all thrilled. Okay. I get to see my daughter every day. This is fantastic. Uh, my attorney starts running with it. And then, um, her attorney pipes up with this, uh, I still, I, I just don't understand it. Um, I do to some extent. So her her rebuttal to the to the judge was to say, as we were defining how all of this is going to work and and look, um, she goes, well, I this this girl this his, this child shouldn't be taken away from her home um, because it's very important the development of a child to have the same consistent sights mm. and smells. And uh, the judge looks at her and goes. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know anything about children whatsoever, but that sounds, you know, until until a professional were to come in here and and testify saying otherwise, he's like, that sounds reasonable to me. Oh my gosh! And so he says, well, you can you can see your child every day. It has to be at her apartment. Um, so I worked ten hour shifts, and how it worked out was I was to be at her apartment in in Rathdrum. I work in Post Falls. Uh, for those of you out of the area, it was a fifteen to twenty minute drive, depending on mm-hmm. hitting trains and whatnot. Um, so 15 minutes after I get off work, I'm supposed to be at her apartment, uh, over in Rathrum and be with my daughter until 10 o'clock at night. And, um, then there was some back and forth of, well, what, when on the night, so she was working nights at the time. What, what, what happens with, with this child when, you know, 10 o'clock at night, does he stay the night? Yada, yada. And she goes, well, no, a good friend of mine, a very good, close friend of mine, um, is, is it has been and is going to continue staying at my apartment with her uh, so that she, again, has these consistent sights and smells and and all of that. So, so the parent doesn't matter in that point? Oh, I didn't matter for anything. No, no, no. Uh, so, but then it was furthermore defined that not only could I see her every day, but I had to be there. So be there 15 minutes after work, stay there till 10 o'clock at night. And I could not leave the house with her. I couldn't take her for a walk outside. I couldn't go put her in my car seat and go get food. So this was written into the temporary custody order? Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. Because like you're the if you're the custodial parent, like if you're a parent, mm-hmm. you should have the right to do whatever the heck you want with your daughter yeah. as long as she's not she with her mom. She takes her I mean, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Well, now let's back like, up a second too to this this consistent sights and smells. Yeah. And uh, if, you know, it's been a little bit since the first episode, let's backtrack and take a look at what had happened in my daughter's life. She was born in a hospital. Three days later, went to uh, her mother's uh, brother's house, stayed there for three weeks, went back home to... Uh, the apartment in Rathroom for one week was then put on a plane and taken across the country and stayed in at least two different homes that I know of during the two mm-hmm. months or so that she was there. And she'd only been back by the time we went to this custody hearing somewhere between two and three weeks. 
So where one, where's the consistent sights and smells in, in this child's life that are so vastly important that I can't take her home to her home. And let's be clear. My home is also her home. This little girl has two homes and I'm, 100% 100% stand behind You have that. to do the co-parenting class. It's court-ordered. I did. It describes that in the class. Yeah. It says that, that like, you, your child will yeah. have two different homes. You it's have a to mandatory the, thing. Yeah. yeah which and, I did, and, and she never went to and uh, was never called out on that. In fact, figure. wait till I get to the next yep, one. Keep, no, keep, keep going. Actually, can I call time out? Yeah, yeah. call time out Absolutely. Because to our listeners, like, that may be female, that this this story is intense, right? And the thing is, though, is you're not the only dad that goes through this. No. And the crazy thing is you wonder why men get so bitter. A lot of men that go through family Mm -hmm. court get so angry or bitter or like have this angst Mm -hmm. against the court system. Mm -hmm. This is happening all the time. And I don't want to say it's not happening the majority of, I don't know if it's the majority of the time, but statistically it is. I mean, if you look at, we talked about numbers in the early part Mm -hmm. of the episode, driving a lot of our decisions the numbers indicate that this happens mm-hmm. 70% of the time. Yeah. I can't tell you how many men that I've talked to after this that have gone through similar, there's no exact, but yeah. you know, similar circumstances and had, uh, when, when they got to court, they were completely overlooked. They did not matter. And I started feeling that way during that, uh, during that time. Um, the next time I went to court, it was solidified and, and that was, you'll, well, get us there. The, yeah. Don't jump yeah. ahead. Let's yeah. keep, you know, keep telling your story. I just want to call time out of it because yeah, of like, you wonder why guys have that thought process. Like, this is why. Yeah. And it's absolutely why. And I, I, on, on, in that vein, though, I think that it's very important for me to state something that I feel deeply. Uh, children need their mother and their father. Absolutely. I am not and 100%. will not ever yeah. sit here and say that I don't, that because of what I've gone through and all that, that I don't think that the mother is equally important. You are, you absolutely are to those of you mothers out there. You are a godsend to your child and you provide something to them that as men, as fathers, we can't. And we provide something that you can't. That's part of the reason I've never left. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, it is immense. The power that we have, to form the life that we are responsible for. Absolutely. And there, there, that is a responsibility that is above anything else. Yeah. So yeah. continue. Sorry. Continue. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I love the conversation. Uh, so there we go. So I find, I find myself um, running from, from work to her apartment. And on the days, on the days that I'm there uh, where she's not working now, keep in mind, just imagine for a second what I've gone through at this point. Imagine you've gone through this with somebody that has completely tried to take your child from you and to keep you from even having any kind of right to them or them even knowing you exist, all of that. So here I am in an apartment in this situation, and I'm just finally getting able to know my daughter. And everything that I do is being hovered over by this person who has tried to take the most important thing from me Yeah, that I never could even imagine how important this little girl is. So it was difficult to say the least. And then, yeah, starving the entire time. I'm not going to cook food at her house and she doesn't believe in microwaves. So I couldn't even bring something over that I could just microwave and uh, uh, couldn't take my daughter outside and, and look at trees or go for a walk. Couldn't put her in the car seat in my car right outside because, well, 
I'm a man and therefore I don't have the ability to care for my child. Uh, so this goes on for months backing up though. I can't have it all be just heavy. Let's, let's talk about some of the, some of the cool and fun things in the midst of it. So there I am, uh, trying to now finally months and months after my daughter's born, trying to figure out what this whole being a dad thing is about. I have fought and fought and fought and I'm finally, wow, I can hold my daughter and I can walk into a different room with her. And, but, but now what, now what do I do? How do I do all of this? (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, I, I do not sing well, but you sing to children. They don't know any better. Yeah. They they don't don't care. care. And I was like, that's something that I can do, but what in the world do I even know the words of to sing? So, you know, I'm a, I'm a product of the nineties. And, uh, so I started going through matchbox 20 creed three doors down, <laughs> um, all of these things. And I, I would make a, yeah, <laughs> I made a playlist, uh, um, to sing with her. And, um, I have videos and all of this that I would create of, of singing these songs to her from, from day one uh, that I then continue. So the, the song at the beginning that we played tonight, uh, real world, uh, has a big place in my, in my heart. That's one of the ones. And now she's daddy, real world, real world. Uh, was play weird world. Uh, was is her, her, her way of saying Alexa, which just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tries, she's always trying to get it to play real world in 3am and, awesome. and all of these was Eka, was And then it, well, and was chip, chip, was put it in my hand now. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So real world, I would sing real world to her. I would sing 3am. I would sing Creed. And this little girl would just light up looking up at her daddy's face, singing to her. And the entire rest of the world went away. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. What mattered was this child that would continue to have every fiber of my being fight for her period. You know what? I just remembered that band that we were trying to think the name of. Lifehouse. 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 Yes. Yes. That's on the list. Yes. Lifehouse. I'm like, oh, that's Lifehouse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's the monkey clanging the cymbals Uh in my head. All of a sudden he goes, aha. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So getting back to the real world. Mm -hmm. uh, Um. So I'm, I'm there and I'm just trying to figure all this out, trying to figure out how to interact with my daughter and, and just also starting to open my eyes and take a look at her characteristics and, yeah. and who, not only who she is, but is she okay? You know, I've been kept out of every loop at this point, completely out of every loop. And this is where the, the doctor kind of uh, started coming in after, after, after a while. So my mom finally got to meet her too. And I'd been thinking, wow, she looks she's tiny and she is tiny. She's a very petite little girl. I'm short. Her mom is way short. Uh, so she will always be a petite girl, but she was emaciated. And, um, I didn't grow up being around a plethora of children. I, I that just wasn't, so you had no idea. I, you had no yeah. idea what I knew, a healthy kid looks like. Right. Yeah. To an extent, but I'm still looking at her going, huh? And in my internal monologue was going, it doesn't, this doesn't quite look right. Yeah. And then my mom was able to come over and spend a little bit of time. And afterwards she, she contacted me and said, um, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but she's, there's something wrong. She is very, very, very thin. And, um, there's just something very wrong and you need to, you need to see what you can do. She's like, how much are you feeding her? I'm like, well, I don't even get to have a say 
in what is being fed. When I get there, even on the nights that her mom would go to work, she would prepare bottles with X amount of, of breast milk in them <sighs> and have... And you don't know what mom's diet is because breast milk is yeah ninety eight five percent of mom's diet right uh, right so there would be enough for every what was it it was either two or three hours for her to have what she would actually wind up leaving me was somewhere between two two and a half ounces of milk in these what? bottles yeah and so it was it wasn't long after I started being able to do this that uh, I would feed her and she would start. As soon as it was done, she would start screaming. And I'm frazzled. I'm going through all of this fight and there. everything. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Then my daughter starts screaming, and she would scream nonstop until she would get her next bottle. Hours. Until she'd get her next bottle and suck that down as quick as she could and then start screaming. Starving. Again. Yeah. So I'd be there until 10 o'clock. Going through that, going there's there's something wrong, and I took I talked to her mom about it, and I said, look, I all of this other stuff aside, let's just talk about our daughter for a second. Um, she's there's something not right. She's really thin, and she keeps screaming for more food. So I need more. I need you to give me access to more milk. And she goes, no, no, this is exactly what the doctor has told me to to give her, and I'm not going to give her any more. I, I, I don't want her to grow up and be obese and all of oh this. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, Kids no, are supposed you to don't look understand. like fat little trolley polies when they're young. <laughs> right. Children are supposed to be fat. They, yeah. News when they're well, well, when they're when they're little. Yeah. When yes. Yeah. yeah right? they, when they're, no, babies. When they're babies, babies. Babies are supposed to be, to be chubby. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. And she wasn't. I mean, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I could show you pictures and you'd. We probably right. don't want to do that. Nope, I'm not. We, yeah, I'm we, just. I don't. I don't look <laughs> at them anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going through that, and then I then, I, at one point, I asked her, "Okay, well, who is her doctor? I need to. I need to know this." And she wouldn't tell me. Wouldn't tell me. Um, Which is, oh yeah, against the law. But, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, all kinds of things. I mean, let's let's travel the gamut. Uh, uh, she told me that when I was feeding her by bottle, that um, what she was told by the doctor to instruct me to do would be to cross my legs and hold my baby in between the crux of my two legs as far away from my body as I could get her and to feed her with a bottle and not let her take more than three seconds of, of drinking it and then tip the bottle down for five to 10 seconds and then tip it back up and let her have another three seconds. And I was just like, that doesn't so, sound right. She, no. she goes, this is, I, she said, that's, that's the proper way to do it. The, By the way, is very certain that she is God's gift to knowledge about children. Of course. And, uh, that all that, that there's, yeah. Anything that is common knowledge, anything that is said from a doctor, all of that, which I pieced together later, is just absolutely wrong. And and there's all of these crazy outlying thought processes that are fact in her mind and the only way to do things. So I'm 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 I started doing that and I did it for maybe a week of the holding her in the in the legs and then the tipping of the bottle and all this and, and then I started doing my own research. I'm like, first off, you never, never let the milk Mm -hmm. leave the tip of the nipple. Nope. That's how you get colic. So you get colic and reflux. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, and that's how bad things happen. And then I'm, then I started looking at this whole holder in the crux of my leg thing and every bit of research that I did, 
you know, you hold them as close to you yeah, as skin possible. to skin. Contact. You take your shirt take off. Your shirt and off you, you exactly to, yeah. skin to skin. And and that's also where the bonding comes in. And that's when I started reading that it clicked. Well, I mean what so you're, what what was being done was an absolute continuation of okay, well, I'm forced to have him in her in her he to have them be together. Oh, but I'm gonna do yeah. everything that I can to ensure that they don't bond. Yeah. That that yeah. Oh. Well, let, let's be honest. When when a woman breastfeeds a baby, what yeah. position is the baby in? Uh, exactly. Right next to your skin. So, exactly. So yeah. Anything yeah. that is not in that position is unnatural. So it Owen is. is still five years old. And it you breastfeed weird. him? No, no, no. <laughs> he still asks sometimes, like, it's funny because I did a lot when he was younger. Like, I'd take my shirt off when I'd snuggle yeah. with him, like when yeah, he was a absolutely. baby, and I did it through, and he was a little beyond him. Like, every once in a while, I'd be like, Dad, I just want to feel your skin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it sounds, but at the same time, it's kind of sweet how he well, says yeah, it because he wants to be close yeah. to me. So yeah. it's, it's comforting. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a safety blanket. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You know, what's funny is, um, so my kids, of course, they're old, mm-hmm. right? The other night I was like walking around with my shirt off. Um, I just thought it was crazy hot in here. And I hugged my kids goodnight. And my son Dylan's like, get, get away from me. He's like, hug me like a weirdo with his butt all perched out. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Like yeah. a girl that doesn't want to hug you, but right. does anyway. The, and I'm like, what's wrong? He was, he's like, I don't want to feel your chest around me. It's gross. And I'm like, get over here. I was like, one day you'll be hairy. So get over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, totally. He's all, well, I've got a treasure trail. No. Oh, oh no. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Oh, no. Yeah. Things a parent doesn't need to know. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so you figure out how to, how to feed her properly now. Yeah. yeah. But, but I can't do it when her presence because she freaks out when I do. Yeah. I mean, it would, and you know what, though? It's your like time. screaming at Pound sand. Go Didn't away. matter. Oh, Here, you, okay. I'll get to that, actually. That is a very, very good point. And, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm going to okay. address that later. Because you're, you're absolutely right. Parental alienation you're, and parental interference is the most toxic thing you can do to kids. Yeah. And your your immediate desire is to fight it. And you know what? You're going to yell at me. No, I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to put you in your place. Yeah. And let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Mm-mm. I'll get there. You can't do I'll that. I'll get there. So making the peace as much as I can, doing everything that I can that is right for my daughter, so on and so forth. I finally find out she lets slip the name of the doctor. And like I said in the last episode, I was recording everything. And it caught my mind that she had said it, but I couldn't remember it. So I went back afterwards, replayed it for myself and went, ah, there it is. Found out their information. The very next day was when I went into the office and again, had my documents, had everything because I... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I felt that it was going to go exactly it's how necessary, it did. Yeah. 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 Walked in, did all of that, so on and so forth. And of, of course, no big surprise. And, and that's what I told them, though. I told them, I'm here because I am afraid for my daughter. I am, I am fairly sure that she is drastically underweight uh, and that there's a lot of things that are not going well and not going right. And I need to know, I need to know what's actually going on, as is my right. But my responsibility, I need to know what's going on with my daughter so that I can support her and help help her because I think there's something really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And their response was to be like, well, bring back a court order stating that you can have this and uh, and then we would be happy to give you the, the records. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's when I went to, my, went to my attorney again. Oh, I missed something. I'll get back there. Uh, went to my attorney again, told her what was going on, and she was dumbfounded. Just like, you, you're kidding She's like flat out against the law. She's like, I'm, I'm going to schedule the next straight illegal. Yeah. 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 Flat out. She's like, well, we've, we've got another court appearance coming up in a week or whatever it was backing up uh, to other <laughs> things that were just not right. So uh, the whole reason that, that her attorney uh, um, said that I couldn't take my daughter home 
uh, was the sights and smells and all of that. Well, yeah. uh, you know, this quote unquote, very close, very good friend of hers that had been staying the night at when, when she worked would stay the night and watch, uh, watch my daughter. Um, so first night that I'm there that, that, uh, that she goes to work, 10 o'clock rolls around and this gal shows up, um, probably 60 something. She's the apartment manager, uh, for the complex, uh, a low income apartment, apartment complex over there, uh, and manages multiple of these apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of crass, not the kind of person that I would certainly choose, Yeah, you know, not a terrible person, but yep. you know, also, not, not also there's my hacks are up all, yeah. or hackles are already up. So, mm-hmm. uh, but so she comes in and she walks in the door carrying nothing. And I'm just like, okay. So the next day I, I call my attorney and I'm like, I am fairly certain that this woman that is supposed to be uh, staying the night um, isn't. She goes, well, I, are you just being paranoid? I go, I mean, that could be, but she walked in last night and didn't have anything with her. Didn't have a pillow, didn't have a blanket, didn't have an overnight bag, didn't have anything whatsoever. And uh, it was very obvious that she didn't even know where to find a glass in the kitchen. She goes, what, what, what? Oh my gosh. I go, yeah, yeah. This, this, this lady that supposedly has been staying the night here three to four nights a week, uh, for quite a while now, um, didn't bring anything and doesn't know where to find anything. Uh, and she goes, well, I hate to tell you this, but if that's the case, she's like, I can't, she's first off, I can't even believe that that would be the case. I said, yeah, I think that she's taking her home with her. And, and she goes, that would be, she's like, there's no way. There's no way, but, <laughs> but maybe it is. So mm-hmm. here's what I need you to do. I go, okay. She goes, Stay, tonight, take out. tonight, when you, when you leave, drive around the corner and, uh, um, go back and see if she leaves. And I go, okay. And, uh, so sure enough, I, I, I leave that night. I drive right around the corner. I park and I'm freaking out. It's like Mission Impossible for somebody who's not a spy and is freaking out anyway. I'm on no sleep for months. I'm a wreck. I run back over and I'm I'm peeking my head and I'm like, you know what? I should, if the, if this happens, I should probably get it on recording. So I, I use my phone and I'm recording. And not not five minutes after I leave, she comes walking down with my daughter in a in a uh, car seat uh, and puts in her in her car and drives off. Wow. And I'm just sitting there going, Oh my gosh. I would first off, it took everything. It took not to grab your daughter and go home. Put it that way. Dude, you you just, I think we would all um, be, holy crap. We want to pause. No, uh, I mean, I mean, just, Whew. Yeah, kind of get I back mean, in the moment for a seriously, second. Seriously, just wow! Like to see some absolute stranger that I don't trust. No, I don't know, and oh even if I did, gosh. I would to see her walk out with my child. When the reason that I can't have her is that she can't leave the apartment. So I'm the father, and I can't leave with her. But, but here's you had it on a random. Oh yeah. So first thing the next morning, I I I call my attorney. I'm like, there were some expletives being used, <laughs> and I said, but. Uh, I got it on tape and sure enough, she took off with my daughter and she goes, you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. I go, oh, okay. 
She goes, we take that to court and it's not enough. Maybe there was an emergency. Maybe she had to just run to the store. Maybe something happened that they can lie about. Obviously, obviously that's not the case. Go film it again. Yeah. She goes, so I need you to do that two more nights, but not only have her walking or go and putting her in the car, but follow her and see where they go. Ugh. So yeah, that, that night I go and I do the same thing and I run and I park and I go and three minutes after I leave, she's walking out with my daughter. I, I get her to the point where she's putting her in the car. I run back to my car, still trying to film behind me, just freaking out. I get into my car and go all the way out to where the, anyway, I follow her all the way across town to her, to this other apartment complex. And I see her park. I park in a different area and I'm booking it and, you know, dark. I'm looking like a thief or who knows You're what I'm freaking ninja. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a doing what ninja that's about to doing what himself. you need to do. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I, and I run and I run and I hide behind a, a, another car and get the tail end of her taking my daughter out of the car and walking into an apartment and uh, closing the door. And I call my attorney the next day, tell her about it. She goes, well, you need to do it one more time. So I do the entire thing again the next night. So I've got three nights of that, uh, three nights of that. <laughs> okay. It's all right. <clears throat> you take your time on it. Safe, man. All right. Back to the doctor. So I've, uh, I'm trying to put all this timeline together. Sorry. Anyway, Don't I wind this. up, you're fine. I wind up being able to, oh, it's before we go back to court, to court after everything happened with, with the doctor, doctor's office. And I, told my attorney about that and she flipped out and she called uh, um, my daughter's mother's attorney and said, this is what this father just went through and you better get your client reined in right now. You better have her call that doctor's office right now and explain that you're the father, have that, that hold that she put on, on, you know, her whole thing removed so that he can go in and get the medical records of this child period. And if not, you're not going to like what happens. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I can only imagine the riot act that that attorney read, uh, read my daughter's mother. Um, uh, so that was taken off. So the next, within a couple of days I went in and I, I got the, got the medical records, uh, which was infuriating. Huge. I'm sure the, the file was massive. My daughter at this point is, I don't know, three months, Mm -hmm. four months old, four months somewhere around there, a four month old child. And this is a well over half inch thick. Holy smokes. And I'm going, what, what the heck? So I start reading through this and the notes are immense from the beginning, immense. And I start piecing this stuff together as I'm reading the story of the, through these medical records. And these people, you, had you gone to school to be a scientist yet? Oh yeah. Okay. So they had no idea that you knew what you were looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't even the science of it. It was the just the random doctor it, notes. Yeah. But it was yeah, the, it the was it was continual of- every single every single visit the doctor kept saying I mean it was so many things. Let's start at the weight. Yeah. Saying from from very very early on. Let's put it to you this way. Feed My daughter more. was 1 pound less 
a month after she was born. So one month after she was born, she weighed one pound less than when she was born. Wow. No, I'm sorry. That was two months. Anyway, oh my gosh. it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And so there were, there was all kinds and it was just <laughs> statement after statement of you need to feed this child more and orders. You need to feed her. Uh, you need to supplement with um, formula. Oh, yeah. yeah. She needs her weight up because this is, this is not okay. This is not okay. And it's very obvious that she was continually arguing with the doctor and note after note, every visit of, of repeatedly trying to get her back on track because she would go into the doctor's office and all she would want to do was talk about her custody battle. Dude, at what point is it a doctor's duty to go, this Report. is unhealthy? Okay. Frickin okay, yeah. sorry. I'm You're sorry. absolutely right. At <clears throat> yeah, what yeah. point? It should have been well before it was. It should have been a very different Clearly. thing than it was overall anyway. But yeah, yeah, a, re- a repeated, yeah, repeatedly every visit, she is drastically underweight. You need to supplement with this. Mother is refusing to supplement with uh, formula because she believes that uh, it is unhealthy for children. And through the course of of much going forward, I can't even tell you how many hours I have spent in a doctor's office listening to her argue with doctors. Argue. That's amazing. With doctors. It blows my mind away that people do that. With stuff like uh, the formula companies pay off the FDA and their actual goal is to poison children. Um, refusal to even to trying, trying to keep me from using standard diapers. Cause she's certain that they are filled with pesticides that will poison and, and kill children. Mm. Um, just off the wall, mentally unwell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm don't be sorry, ahead, but that's yeah. That's you'll, just, you'll, we'll get there too. Sick. Man. <laughs> sick. Uh, <sighs> good Lord. So I finally get to go to a doctor's appointment and uh, you can sure bet that if I was recording everything that was being said with her, uh, I, I was, I walked into that recording. 100%. Too. Yeah. Uh, so I walk in and it was, I mean, it was two hours that we were there and most of it was, and I'm just quiet because at this point I know, yeah. I know what she has been saying about me and I'm, you know, all of this. So I'm sure that this doctor and, and all the staff are just like, Oh, here we go. Here's this crazy guy, you know, yada, yada. So mm-hmm. I'm just calm and I'm quiet and I'm tr- doing my best not to be overbearing and all of that. And just trying to, f- trying to see what, Soak it in, what yeah. is actually see. being said. Yeah. 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 So there is a, a, just a prolonged argument <clears throat> back and forth. And what, so I had contacted the doctor prior to all of this. There was a lot that I don't need to go into, but um, regarding, okay, so you say that she's underweight. I knew it. Uh, what can I do? Um, I'm going to start bringing formula. And when she's not there, I'm going to give her formula. Yeah. Oh, backing up further. Let's talk about, so I, I find out that she is drastically underweight. You know, I had been trying to, I, I over and over tried to say, this is not enough. What you're leaving me to give to her is not enough. Give me more so that when she is screaming for hours, I can feed my daughter. Mm-hmm. I can give her what she obviously needs. Yeah. And no, 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 no. Well, during one of the visits, I take Eliana onto the back porch uh, of her apartment so that we can look at trees. Uh, one of the first times, maybe the third or fourth time that I'd been there, first first time walking out on the back porch, she walks out with me, and then I notice that there's a big freezer on the back porch, and she notices me notice it. The very next day when I go, this big freezer has uh, a brand-new installed lock on it. Nice. Breast milk. Yeah. 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 Yep. So... 
Now, the lock had a little bit of give. <laughs> it had enough give to where I could open it, shove my phone take through the top, and take multiple pictures. And you're right. It was stacked. It was stacked with, with milk and all of this that, yeah, uh, that the only reason you put a lock it's on that is to make sure I'm that I can't. Losing my, yeah, we got to stay, stay, stay calm, right? Stay calm. No, stay I, calm. I am calm. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm looking at Alan on him. It's like, man, like, how would I know I, how, like you're a saint because I would have no, lost my freaking. No, you know what? Let's, let's talk about that. You're absolutely right. Let's talk about that. Cause well, you lost it when you went home, probably or I would assume somewhere else. I lost it completely that entire time. Um, I was, I would have, I'm not, I will, I will not go into detail. I went, I, I would have waking nightmares yeah. while I was there of very bad things. Yeah. And um, I could not sleep. So I would already, I'm over there in Rathdrum until 10 o'clock at night. I would get home and I would try to then scarf some food down finally, get into bed by, if I'm lucky, 11, and I wake up at 5.30 to go to work and do the whole thing over every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sleep-deprived, de- sleep child-deprived, starving child, somebody else is taking my child and who knows what in the hell is going on at night? You know, I don't know. So yeah, I, I lost my mind. I couldn't think I couldn't. I mean, it would have taken everything I had not to go to that lady's house and just go get my freaking kid. You don't, you don't, you don't know the extent. Yeah. Yeah. Especially standing out in front of it, videoing her walking in, and he's uh, in, standing yeah. there like you feel freaking helpless. I so, can't imagine. And that feeling. so, and by I the can't way, imagine that feeling. And I was very purposeful and sub. Yeah, subversive about it, trying to get her to slip up too. So, you know, I would talk to this yeah. lady when she would show up and, oh, well, how did it go last night? Give me some, and she would flat out lie. Oh, well, you know, I, I, oh. I, I would, she did this and, you know, this and da, 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 da. And, and I would ask specifics about what they did there. And she would, she would flat out lie to me about what they did together there as I'm sitting there knowing, well, I watched you leave. I would just slip night. and like say, so like, what's it like? What, what's the situation out at your house when she stays there and just yeah. see if she continues the conversation? I couldn't because then, then <laughs> her mother would know. And, and that's yeah. the thing there I had, I had completely lost my mind. The only part that I could keep was there is one thing. I have one job through all of this. Right. I have one job, and that is to do everything that I can for my daughter. And creating a hostile environment would be massively detri- detrimental. Yeah. Starting an argument, starting a fight when I am there every single day in this yeah. other home would be yep. wrong. The easy way to find it. So the yeah. only thing that I could do was swallow it. Yeah. Talk to my attorney, cry when I would get home, scream and yell, and and all of this. And uh, but ever, but make cry, no mistake, did you oh, ever cry in your attorney's office? Oh yeah, yeah same here. Oh yeah, yeah, every time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I I want to keep hearing. I keep yeah. keep yeah. going. I mean, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Cause, okay. Cause so we're building somewhere, and I, I oh, we're building so. somewhere. Yeah. So oh. I go to the doctor's office for the first time, and we're sitting there, and again, uh, just back and forth. She's arguing with this doctor when he's telling her. Every, anything, everything, yeah. anything and everything that he said, she would, oh, well, uh, I, this, this, this is actually the way that that should Opposition be. This is a disorder. pediatrician who is very well established, has been in the business for 40 plus years, is known as one of the best in our area. You don't argue with him. No. Especially not about everything that comes out of his mouth. Especially as a brand new You don't new argue mom. with anybody that's yeah. been through med school. Well, no, right. Well, 
Especially right. as a brand new mother. No, yeah. that knows, How many knows kids nothing. do you have, lady? Brand new parent, oh, this yeah. your first? Yeah, shut yeah. up. Oh, but she was a nanny before this. <laughs> no, well, oh, so sure. she, she really knows everything, everything about yeah, everything. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and she took a semester of, of child uh, development. Early childhood uh, development. Community college child development class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, she, many, she many, everything. many years ago. So she knows so everything. She, yeah, she watches out. YouTube videos yeah. too, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there and I'm watching the interplay of all of this and having very little to interject. And, and I'm waiting for one specific opportunity. And so doctor obviously knew all of this was going to be very contentious and so he had his nurse in there the entire time as well. Well, one of the things that was going to be taking place was to establish a baseline for how much uh, uh, my daughter would, would eat. And uh, um, so she had to eat during this visit. Ooh. And uh, um, Awesome. Now, <laughs> keep in mind all of these things that she had told me had to be done while you, while you feed. And, yeah. of course, the only way to get a, a, a proper um, view of how much you'll eat is to feed her with a bottle. Can't be breastfed. So you know exactly how much. And, uh, I'm biding my time waiting for this to take place. So finally, finally, <laughs> all of this argument stops and he says, well, you know what, let's just, let's, let's do this part of the, of, of this. Um, so feed, go ahead and feed her and, uh, um, I'll, I'll come back. So he, he leaves the room. Um, the nurse is in there and she, by the way, this nurse, God bless her, was sitting there through the entire time, all of this argument, all of that, and her eyes just got bigger and bigger. And I saw her clenching <laughs> her jaw and just sitting there. And every once in a while, she would look at me and make eye contact and give the look. I kind of give you the nod, like, I, yeah. I, I see this now. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, so Doc leaves. Um, my baby starts to get fed. She in the weird way or in, in the, the weird right? way because okay. I'm there. Yeah. So she's she trying to, to enforce this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she sits around the leg and, and starts doing that and starts doing the, the tipping of the bottle. And oh. so the gal, the, the nurse is, is over there and, but, and she's writing notes. So she's not looking up and I drill into her with my eyes and I, and she finally looks up at me and I, I just motion my head just ever so slightly. And I'm like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And she looks over and just like, what? And then she's, Eyes get and her huge. eyes get big and her jaw literally drops. She drops her pen. She looks at me and, and I'm looking at her going, mouthing, yeah, do something. And, and she goes, um, I'm sorry, I'll be right back. And just like jumps up and runs out the door. Uh, Clearly gets a minute later, the comes back with the doc. Good. Doc walks in the door and he goes, okay, so how is it? <laughs> and he stops and he's looking at this and he's just, his eyes get big and his jaw drops and he, and he's just stunned. He's absolute stunned. And he goes, what are you doing? She goes, well, I'm, I'm feeding her. What, what are you doing? And, and again, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding her. And I go, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm really glad that you're here because this is the way that she told me that you told her that I should be feeding her is out away as far away from my body as possible. And the tipping the bottle up and down. And he goes, you stop that right now. I don't know where you got that information. I don't know where you get the vast majority of your information. He goes, you hold that body, that baby close to your body. He's and he says, when you breastfeed her, what position is she in? Which is funny when you said that earlier. When you breastfeed her, you know, is, is she as far away from your body as you can you can get? She goes, well, no, no, obviously, because my nipple's up here. He goes, 
Children need to be as close to you as possible. Not only does it make them feel safe, it feeds them in the proper manner, and it is how you... They you digest, ensure that they, they digest are, better too. Yeah, they digest well, better. It's it's how they connect to lay down with their eat. parent. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, he's go. That's <laughs> that's how you. That's how they uh, they connect and bond with you. And he stops. He goes. That's it. You were wanting to do everything you could to make sure that this man didn't bond with his daughter. Oh, yeah. He said that. He said that. Oh! <laughs> and and then he goes. And and what is going on with this lifting the bottle up and down? And I go. Yeah, yeah. She said that you told her. That that's the way to do it too. He said, no, 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 you never do that. That is how you give a child colic. He's like, I can't even begin to explain how that should never be done. The, the milk should never, ever leave the nipple. When the milk is gone, you take the bottle away from And you're them. recording this, right? Oh, every bit of it. Oh, every bit of it. <laughs> even more so, let me backtrack. At this point, by the time we even get to this doctor's appointment, I've had enough back and forth conversations. As soon as I started reading through all of these uh, medical notes, yeah. uh, I I called. And and that's when I started building this rapport with the uh, with the. Um, office manager and we started going through it all together and she goes this is not good and she goes okay and so she called me before that appointment and she goes i need to ask your permission for something and i go okay she goes well we've not been able to reach your mother or, or baby you know, mother your, your, your yeah your child's, child's mother yeah. uh, and have her understand what we're saying at, at anything up until this point. Um, and we're starting to have our eyes open to exactly what's going on here. And we're very concerned. Um, and we know that you're in the middle of, of court and all of that. She's like, so I would like to ask your permission to record, (laughs) to record our doctor's visits, um, without her knowing, uh, but it's a one party (sighs) verification. I just started laughing and she goes, what's funny. I go, well, you don't understand. I do that already. And I've been fully planning on coming in and recording myself, but, yeah, you're more than welcome. Uh, I'll, I'll even I'll even sign. So she sent me something to sign, oh saying that I had uh, that, that they had my permission to <laughs> to do so. Um, so we go in anyway. Back to back to present. Ugh. So we're we're sitting there, and he's dressing her down like you never you never do this. And this man who is a very calm. Now, as I'm relaying it, he didn't have my child's in the room. Yeah, you know that's his focus. So he wasn't sitting there. But it was it was intense, yeah. and the wording that he used, he had a very steady voice. Yeah. But the wording that he was using was was making, and he you look at fire fire in his eyes. He was being dominant, but not aggressive. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and not nothing that would alarm my my daughter. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting there, and he goes, "You never, you never do this. You never do this." And and he's finally he goes, "You know what? Uh, your daughter," and he's looking at her. He goes. Your daughter is starving to death. Oh, backing up. So beginning of this whole of this whole doctor's visit, um, we get a weight, right? And uh, so they weigh her, they measure her, and um, they they put it together. I said, "This is this is why I'm here. Is I I need to know I need to know where she's sitting in in all of this. Um, you know where where is where is she on the scale? She's in like of, the of first where she percentile in weight. No, and um, the the nurse." looked at it and she looked at me and started tearing up and she goes, Gosh. and she mumbles under her breath, uh, less than 0%. I said, what, what did you just say? Can you repeat that for me? She goes, well, your, your daughter is in the less than is under the zero percentile for, for weight. Wow. I said, well, what, what does that mean? She goes, it means that she's in trouble. Uh, less than zero 
percentile for weight. But, and they should have known this months before. They anyway. did. And, well, they, they, and that's what, what I'm saying. This thick file. Like, yeah. So going back up to where we're at, he's dressing her down and he's saying, you never do this. You never do this. You never do this. And he goes, let me make it very clear for you. Your daughter is dying. She is dying. She is starving to death. And you should never, ever be in charge of the care of a child, period. In fact, I'm going to walk out and I'm going to call CPS right now and have that child removed from your care because you're killing her. And it That's was amazing. It would have been if it happened. Yeah. There was a switch. The manipulation switch totally flipped. She starts crying, starts doing this whole, but you don't, I'm just a new mother. I'm just a new mother. And I, I'm just trying to do the best that I can for my child with the information that I have available. And it was, it, it was, I just sat there just going, you, so you argue with, you want information, but you argue with the source of it. Okay. Yeah. Every time, every time she walked the door, it was arguments. Yeah. And he didn't see right through that. We've had these arguments (laughs) over and over and over again. And now you're trying to say this. I would have been like, no, because he knows I'm what calling. happens when kids. It doesn't matter. System. I mean, well, they would have gone. She would have gone straight to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that no, I, I don't but, know if I have enough faith in the maybe, CPS yeah. system that that would even happen. And I think he yeah. knows that too. Yeah, yeah. So, all of the tears, all of that, and he goes, "Okay, here's the only way that I will consider not walking out and calling CPS right now and having you go home alone." He goes, "You come back here every day. You feed her until she's full every meal." Every time that she eats, you let her continue until she is done eating. Babies don't have the ability to be obese or to overeat or any of that. They nope. don't have that wiring yet. Nope. They will eat until they're full and then they'll stop. Yep. And when she is screaming, crying at the end of every meal, she is telling you she is starving. Look at her. She's starving. And her, her constant response to that would be, no, you're, you're putting her on this, on this scale below zero percentile. No, that's a, that's a curve. This, and I'm not going to say my daughter's name, but she would say, let's say Sarah. She goes, this is Sarah. Sarah needs to be on her own scale. This is Sarah's scale. I don't care what everything else. She's going to grow according to Sarah's scale. Trying every yeah, yeah, yeah. ounce yeah. of me to not go into an expletive lace tirade. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Imagine. Were, yeah. oh keep, going, Imagine. keep going. No, keep going. Okay. Go. So, <laughs> so he, he says, you're coming back every day. You're giving, you're giving this child, uh, you know, however much he wants to eat, you, you will supplement. If you don't have enough breast milk, you will supplement with uh, formula period. And if she hasn't gained X percentage, whatever, um, every day, then I'm calling CPS. If, if there's one day that that doesn't happen, then, then it's done. And, uh, Maybe it was every other day that we were going back in. Anyway, anyway, um, we that that took place, and she was start. She was able to eat as much. It was crazy. She went from emaciated to bloated in four days. It was. She almost. Well, I almost want to say she doubled her weight, but it wasn't yeah. that dramatic. But it was almost. It yeah. Was, it was well, nuts. if you're that if you're that small, it's going to look that way. But when you start to finally get nourishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So right in the midst of this was when uh Yeah, so I'm talking to my attorney and I'm saying, "Look, here's what here's what took place. Here's what took place at the doctor's office today. Uh he was this close to calling CPS. Uh my daughter's dying and I have to do something. What can we do?" So she goes and and I give her all the information, everything that was provided. I give her the uh um recording. And, and she has medical records also, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And she's she she reviews all of it and she calls me back. She goes, Your daughter's in danger. 
and we need to do an ex parte. Yep. Um, That's what I was about the first thing I was saying, ex parte yep. order. Which is an immediate. It it, yep. it gets submitted immediately and it, it should be seen to the immediately. Judge's desk within thirty minutes. Yeah. And we I I spent a huge amount of time putting together everything. I mean I can't even I can't even tell you everything from the felony of taking my daughter out of state. Felony. Mm-hmm. Uh there were at that point there were three different things that he had said in the one time that we'd been in court previously, the three directives that she had walked that she had not done. So there's three uh, um, instances of misdemeanor uh, contempt of court. Mm-hmm. And there was another misdemeanor, all of this. And, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was bad to begin with. I thought it yeah. was bad when I, when everything that was being done to me. And now here's this child that is being killed. Uh, that's harsh. Beyond, it's but, beyond neglect. Yeah. But yeah. So we, we put all this together and there's, there's evidence and, and e- even down to the, the, you know, her being taken and, and taken to another home at night, uh, which was against, you know, in the videos. And there was an insane amount of evidence that was submitted, including not only the the uh, recording from the doctor, but they the they wrote, they put a letter together for me to include in it, um, stating exactly what was taking place that and all of this. I mean, it was it was this massive. There's only X amount of pages that you can supply. Mm hmm. I hit that plus a thumb drive with all of these recordings and all of these videos and all of this and outlined very detailed. I'm a scientist. Everything was detailed yeah. uh, as far as exactly what was going on. Um, supply all of this. All right. So I, I keep losing myself here. Uh, so all of this documentation I put together, uh, extremely well organized, all of this. So um, we get into, we, we put this ex parte together, which uh, is something that requires a response within uh, within 24 hours from the judge, right? Mm-hmm. And what we asked for was immediate full custody to me to um, temporarily, while all of this gets figured out, while there's some real looking into a mental status. A coming to Jesus moment for yeah. everything else. Yeah. 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 But, but well, just an immediate health. ability for yeah. me to protect my daughter. Absolutely. And, uh, and, supported by the doctor supported by all of this documentation, all of this. Uh, so we get a response saying declined. Yeah. Been there saying declined, but, uh, three days from now or two days from now, um, come in and we're, we're, we're going to go through this in, in person. So I'm like, okay, so I wait, we go into court. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. And I'm like, you know, maybe, Maybe he didn't read everything. Maybe he didn't hear everything. I, I've got my my phone with very specific snippets of the recordings from the doctor, and I've got a little Bluetooth speaker. I'm ready. I'm ready. We go in, and we sit down, and he starts talking, and he makes it extremely clear very quickly and says to me that I'm in being an unreasonable and overbearing parent and that I have a lot to learn. And... And he, then he looks at her and goes, now, did I, was there something in here about how you have, uh, you have a lock on a freezer that has milk in it? He goes, what are you doing locking the freezer? She goes, well, no, it's not because of that. It's not to keep it from him. It's, it's a freezer that's sitting on the back porch of my apartment. Uh, now, this is a second story apartment with a recessed, there's period, no. Yeah. No, I've got a timestamp picture that I took of the freezer one day and the next day it had the lock on it. So let's take a look. Um, anyway, 
anyway, uh, and so the one thing he did say, he goes, well, you, that, that lock is to be removed immediately or you're to move a, a, a quantity of that into the freezer. Anytime that this man wants uh, milk to feed his daughter, he will have it or he'll feed her formula. I don't care which, but he's going to feed her until she's, until she's done wanting it. He goes now. And then he turned back to me and he goes, and that's when he launches into the, uh, um, I'm being overbearing and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm obviously not understanding how to co-parent and, um, and all of this. He goes, well, the first thing that I'm going to do, uh, is I'm going to order that the, the, the two of you, um, start going to doctor's offices or doctor's visits together so that you can get some real information. My attorney and I both just, we were stunned. Yeah. And my attorney stood up and said, Didn't even read it. your honor, that's why we're here. We're here because they went, he finally, finally found out where the doctor was. And he went and they went together and the doctor was about to take, to call CPS on her. Uh, he said, give, give me 40 seconds and we'll play a 40 second snippet. I know that you're busy. So maybe you didn't get to review everything that was submitted. He didn't even look at it. Didn't look at it. Didn't read it. Uh, continued to ask questions that were just flat out. There are things that were outlined. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're, you're saying, yeah, you're, is she underweight? Wow. Uh, 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 that is why we're, that's why I paid $5,000 for this one day, one day. That's why I'm here. Yeah. My daughter's dying. It's your job to do something about it. I'm so sorry. what was his I'm, final verdict? I'm his sorry. final verdict was that, uh, um, that, that she was to allow me to have access to as much milk as I wanted. And um, because I was so unreasonable, I was to start undergoing three months of um, uh, parent. Uh, um, Co-parenting classes? No, no, no. Uh, how to parent. Crud. I'm all worked up. No, that's right. <laughs> how to parent's good enough. Yeah. That I, not her, I was to go to three, three parenting classes. Yeah. To three months of parenting classes. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that was when, when, you know, the whole reason we titled uh, these episodes, this, uh, um, the hidden minority is that's when it, I have never felt more persecuted in my entire life. I have never felt I've, you know, I'm, I'm a white male and I've never personally experienced anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I know racism exists and I hate it. And I know that sexism exists and I hate it, but knowing that something exists and then experiencing it are two very different things. Here I am a father trying to protect my daughter, trying to have time with my daughter, trying to be a father at all, period. I go into court with more evidence than you can imagine that neglect is taking place, that a child's health is in danger. And I am told first that I can't, even take her out of a apartment because I'm a guy. Second, while I'm overbearing, I'm trying to protect her by dragging this poor, sweet girl. I'm dragging this, oh, this innocent, innocent mother in it through all of this. And that was how he approached it. It was a very, he made it very clear. Women are, are, uh, to be the caregivers of children and men are, are to offer financial support. And that's, that's it. Uh, I have never felt so persecuted in my life. So yeah, you want to talk about a hidden minority. I can I'm a father. I can I'm empathize. A f- Absolutely. Yeah. 100% on this. I've been through that. 
it's crazy. And then you start seeing it and it's rampant. And it's just the fact that we are men means that we do not have the ability to care for our, our children, even when their health, their life is in danger at the hands of the mother. And again, I am not talking bad about mothers. I'm talking about this one situation and a whole system. The primary court system. Yeah. The family, the expectation of men to go to war, right? Mm -hmm. And we're expected as men to go through the draft and everything Mm -hmm. else. Right. Mm -hmm. Why the heck wouldn't we do it for our kids too? Yeah. Fight. Every day, I don't care who is listening to I'm this. I'm so fired Mothers, up. Like, fathers, this is ha- you fight for your children. This is freaking, uh, like, every day. This is beyond like just wrong. This goes to the core of where it's evil. We, if we everybody out, listening right now isn't pissed off. Um, this happens all the time. It happens all the time. It's happened to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got majority custody. I'm pretty lucky there. It could have been more. I mean, like the protections that go there well, for Ryan, your kids. Ryan, like you were just a dad. I know. And that's where yes. I'm so pissed that's because judge that's exactly what yes. went into my head is when I heard that, that I'm just a dad. And I heard that from an individual that is supposed to be on the side of the child. That's supposed to be neutral from both parties. That is supposed to be understanding yes. and use case law and everything else. And I know I'm on my soapbox. Go get on it. But <laughs> you say something like that, or you say that dad's job is nothing than just provide, provide freaking financial support. Mm-hmm. How get those freaking people out of our system yes. now? How does a judge get? I would say ass loads of documents. That's got to be a crap ton of stuff sent it to them. Yeah, and then ignore all of it. I've been there. Didn't I didn't even read it. Word. They don't read it. They don't care. They yeah. make their decision. They don't care. Yeah, I walked out of there. My my attorney. Is there an ability to sue a judge and get him I'll, removed? You know what? Let me address there is, that. There sure. is an ability. Yes. It's so, you have to go to the state supreme court. Yeah. 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 We, uh, so we walk out of there. My, my attorney was floored and was just silent. And then we walked out of there and I'm like, can we talk about that? I think we had the same attorney too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And she goes, and I said, can we talk about that? And she looks around and she goes, not in here. We can't. So we walked outside <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what just happened? And she, 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 she had tears in her eyes and she looked at me and she goes, I have never seen such gross negligence and dereliction of duty in my life. Yeah. She's like, I am so Sorry. And after all of this stuff, you know, I had many conversations with her. I said, what can I do? This is, this is a man that is on, it has, has found himself in a position of extreme authority as a judge in a parenting or in a, in a family, family court, court system that has, has flat out there. said in the first time that we were there on record, I don't know anything about children. So that sounds okay. So we'll go with that. Here's a child that is life has a life in danger. Doesn't even read the documents. I'm like, what can be done? She goes, well, you could start a very long drawn out uh, battle where you go. It, it goes to the state Supreme court, all of that. She goes, but, uh, and if you want to, then I will fight that right by your side all the way. She's and she goes, but uh, you need to understand that in the state of Idaho, the, uh, um, the judge that you have in, in family court is your judge for life. Yep. And Wait, you, yeah, what? Yeah. We don't yeah. get, you don't get another you, judge. You cannot change. Unless they judge. recuse themselves. So let's say I go down How? this pathway and already I've said or no they, words. Or I've said leave. two words yeah. in this. I'm, I'm trying to protect my daughter. Here's a judge that is looking at me and saying that I am overbearing and that I am, I, I don't know what I'm doing as a parent in the midst of my daughter being starved by, by her mother, all of this, you know, there's not a lot of reason that takes place there. So I, I take this battle and what? Go to the Supreme Court, lose it. I've got this judge for life. What do you think happens then? Yeah. yeah. How is that even, how do you have a judge for life? That, that makes no sense at all. None. 
Because if, if the judge has an issue, you would be better anyway. off moving to another state. Yeah, and trying it well, again. But maybe, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. And, and I keep hearing yeah. story after story no, of these. It's, other, it's, it's just worse in other states. Yeah, and it sucks here. I, you know, I've always known that there is something wrong with our court systems to some extent. But yeah. I also, I had trust. I had faith. I had faith that it was built to to provide justice. You know, I did. And then I went through this, and I look at it, and I go, "How can you have faith in that anymore?" I don't. Well, I think can't. that it is broken. They want to beyond repair. And, and, and so, not to get into like a tangent, but. There's all these talks about injustice for people of different color and mm-hmm. and the black males are judged against for whatever. And, yeah. and there's all of these things. And if it, you see the facts and if it's there, we have to fight it head on, right? Absolutely. Why can't we do the same for dads? I don't know. Why is there not the same outcry? Because it is so statistically, astronomically different that yeah. it is evidentially proven mm-hmm. that fathers are neglected in court. Oh, like it is. It is also evidentially proven through. I can't even tell you how many scientific uh, uh, papers that I've read of studies of the importance of a of a of a father yeah. in a child's life yeah. Yeah. to their development in so many different ways, uh, and mothers again not down talking mothers. You are so important. They yeah. are so important. Here's and a question: This is the like, advocacy podcast. So, well, where do you? But think it needs to be said. It, it does. Be said. It's here's true. here's the thing: How does one? Become a judge in a family court mm. and not know anything about raising children. Because you had a long tr- I can tell you how this happens. Because they all kind of it work together, right? They all fight. Mm-hmm. And I've just told this by an individual that works as, a fa- as the court officer mm-hmm. and how the system works. And he's not the court officer in this right. county. He's in another one. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to ask questions on how the system works. They work as a family law attorney. For a really long time, they're really successful. They build a lot of relationships within that circle. A judge seat comes open, they run for it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I've been getting my back scratched by the other attorneys that I'm working with and by the judge that's in that position, if that judge leaves and I take that position, now it's my responsibility being there to take care of everybody else too. You think it's a freaking just a cycle yeah. circle of yep. people don't give a crap, and that's why I'm so yep. glad the burden of proof is now starting to show up. Yeah, that's why I was so thrilled when I found what you guys were doing you know you, you, this is this is where you start getting that information that conversation yeah. out there uh which i'm going to continue this conversation so there yeah, there's there's a little I'm bit glad more to hear that your attorney was fighting for you though that, in a that, big way yeah yeah, yeah. so what happens next yeah so i'm going to sum up the rest of it quickly uh because a lot of this has been drawn out and and emotional and difficult uh so from that point she was scared even though she one, she was scared. She knew the evidence that was there and she knew, and her attorney knew, her attorney knew if any of that had actually been seen. Dead meat. It would have been over. Dead meat. Yeah. So her, the, her, the next step. probably lit her up and told her, yeah. like, you're this close to losing The your next case. step would have been to go to trial. Yeah. And if that goes to trial, then all of that comes Especially out. a jury trial? Yep. Game Done. over. Done. Done. Game over. So. Imagine this, within a couple of days, she agrees, finally, she agrees to go to mediation. We go to mediation. Uh, it winds up being the most drawn-out mediation. That, the, okay, we had a mediator uh, in Coeur d'Alene, been doing it for, I, I mean, like 30-something years she's been a mediator. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that's the longest one that she had ever taken part of. Uh, it was seven and a half hours. Wow. Um, uh, it was contentious and also exhausting yep. and 
And here is what was told to me through the course of it over and over. So I'm, I never, besides the one time going in with my daughter, uh, her health, you know, yeah. Besides yeah. that, I never wanted anything other than 50, 50. I, again, even in the midst of all of that, I believed wholeheartedly my daughter needed her daddy and her mommy period. Mm-hmm. And so I went into mediation with that and I had put a lot of thought, okay, here's my work schedule. Here's her work schedule. Here's how this will work. Yada, yada. Um, what I was told over and over and over and over, uh, through the course of that, my, my attorney insisted on being there too. So I had my attorney and the mediator, uh, uh, there and we were in separate rooms, so they would go back and or the the media would go back and forth. Uh, so they tell me when they look at my schedule, they go, "I'm sorry, but you you have to get that one out of your head. Uh, you're not going to get 50 percent custody." And I said, "Tell me why." Well, it's because you're you're the father, and it just doesn't work that way. Even if you were to go to court, even with everything that we have, it has a really good chance that when the judge rules, it won't come, it won't, it won't come down that way. Uh, you need to do a stage up to where you can, uh, you know, learn how to be a father and, and learn how to have your, your daughter, you know, with certain times and I go, where was her stage up? Yeah. She's a first time mother. Her first action was to take the father out of the equation, put her child on an airplane all the way across the world and, and starve fight. the child. Yeah. And starve her. So where's her stage? I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's true. So how is it that it's assumed, knowledgeably assumed, that I don't have the ability to... Because you're just a dad. Yeah, because I'm a man. I'm a male. I've got something dangling between my legs, and that means that I don't have the ability to care for my child. And and I just, again, I just sat there, and I'm like, that cannot... Look at everything. My attorney looks at me. She goes, I know. But if you want to... She's like, I'm your advocate. And if you want to continue pushing for that, then, then sure, let's go to trial and all of that. She's like, but I'm, I'm telling you that you're not going to get it. You have to do a stage up to where you have this amount of time and then six or eight months later have this amount of time and then a year later it'll get up to this, but then it still won't be 50%. Wow. And after five years, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get 45 so back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in the mediation and finally wound up having to agree to that. Uh, and so my, my daughter turned two uh, um, a little while ago and it finally reached the last stage of that. And I've got about 48% custody um, legally. I've got, because it goes by overnight, mm-hmm. uh, some, something like that. 46% I think is actually yeah. what it actually breaks it down to. Based on the hour. But, yeah. but in actuality of the time that I actually get to be with my daughter versus the time that, that her mother does, uh, she's got 80% or more because she's with her all day. Overnights. You have overnights? Huh? You have the overnights? Yeah, I have the overnights. So, so she's yeah. in sleep when you're with her. Yeah. So they count the... Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that's a whole other thing too. She still won't let her sleep in her own bedroom, um, wakes her up three times a night to breastfeed her. Uh, and she's how old? Two and a half. Yeah. You know... Okay, keep going. Keep, yep. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? You guys brought me on here to tell you my story, and I haven't told it yet. No, because there's... No. This, everything you just heard over the last two episodes, that's not my story. That's something that happened to me. That's a past. Yeah. That's something that we went through. That's a fight that I had to go through. That is a conversation starter. That is something so every single one of you who are listening, who are experiencing anything close to that, know that you're not alone, because you're not. Now, here's here's something there's... But 
there's something you do with your daughter every night. Yeah. Um, that, that I found out about. It was totally awesome. You did well while I was there with you. Mm. What, what do you guys do every night? <laughs> oh, we've got a lot of routines. Like I said earlier, we got the singing and all that. But um, let me let me get there. Let me, let me give the back of, of why. Uh, as I got past all of all of that, all of the anger, all of the the fear, and all of that, and then really really got to determine who I am as a father, what I am as a father to my daughter, what is it that she needs from me. Uh, there were a few things that really stood out. Uh, you know, you look at at children and and they always have to feel safe. They have to know that they are safe. They Absolutely. have to know that they are loved. They have to know that no matter what, you have their back, that you're yeah. always going to be there. And uh, so one of the things that I tell her every single day is, uh, you know, I, I, I look at her and I... I hold her in my arms before nap time or before bed and uh, um, I say, okay, now what do we say every day? I will always love you. I will always support you. And I will, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm even messing it up. (laughs) I say, I will always love you. I will always protect you. And I will always be here for you. And that is every day, at least once. Uh, And it's just, it's fantastic. It's, it's my way of, of making sure it's driven home that she has these basic things that she needs that transcend uh or, or uh, yeah she needs to know that she's loved and protected it's, it's a so brilliant important. affirmation so important. Yeah, absolutely. yeah and it's it's really great uh it got to the point um even maybe over the last three or four months now when i do it with her uh she she says it back to me uh, and it's just it it just kills me. This beautiful little girl with a big smile on her face every time, every time uh, she knows it's coming. I say, what do we say to each other? And then even if she's flailing around and wants to do all this other stuff, she will look at me and she will lock eyes and she'll wait for me to say it. And she'll say it with me. <laughs> and it just floors me. That's awesome. So you want to know what yes. my story is. It's not this garbage that happened and it's not this, battle that I went through. Uh, it's not the awful things. Don't take that. That's not, that's not what you're supposed to take away from all this. No. What you're supposed to take away from all of this is our job as fathers and mothers, our job as parents is to fight for our children. Yeah. I don't care what it takes. You fight for them, but understand that that fight doesn't look like what you think it might look like. When you're talking about you want to scream at them and you want to, to yell at them and, and you know, not the children, sorry. When you're with, if, if you're, if parent, you're in yeah, a contentious, yeah. yeah. The other parent, if they're doing something, uh, that is your, that's your anger and that's your pride. And there's, there's nothing wrong with pride that, that makes you want to improve yourself. But right. then there's pride. There's yeah. the pride that how dare you insult me? How dare you do this or whatever? Oh, yeah. That Absence makes us of humility. Yeah. Yes, yes. That makes us have actions that that uh, that you always look back on and go, ah, oh, you know what? When you are when you're a parent, you cannot have that pride. Your ability to make those mistakes is done. You want to be a good parent? Get rid of that pride. You want to act in a way that leads your child? That should have nothing to do with it. When you are every every action that you are taking for your child, every fight that you're that you're taking up on their behalf, should be done in a manner that is what is the best possible outcome for them. Yeah, I want to yell at her mom sometimes. Yeah, but no, no certainly I mean, not in front of my daughter. Yeah, you know when it becomes a safety or health issue. Yeah, like yes. The appropriate angles, then right? you do everything you but can. If it's between the contention between you and the other party, but it has no effect on the on the child other than seeing the contention. 
mm. or the anger, or the malice, or whatever, then it, just the flat you don't like the person. Yeah, you gotta get over don't. it and swallow it. They can never know. My yeah. daughter can never know any of this. Yeah, and that's she the won't. same position with my my son. Like he he asks questions now because he's getting older, mm. and I can't tell him the truth yet. No, like, I just he wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, it's not okay. They need to. Well, and you know, and it's again, not my job I have to a make great ending yeah, to mine. Yeah, I, it's I, not, thankfully. I can I can come in here and I can tell this story and yeah it's emotional yeah uh, all of that but here's the truth is my story turned out okay my daughter's mother she's great with my daughter she's fantastic she loves her she, there were there were some issues that I don't even know there was some postpartum who knows what made all of that happen I'll never get an explanation I'll never get an apology I'll never get any of that and you know what that's okay because my pride on that doesn't matter. Again, step away from that. My daughter's taken care of now. When she's with her mother, she's taken care of. When she's with me, she's taken care of. She is healthy. She is the happiest child anyone has ever seen. Everybody tells me every single time. She's just 99% of the time singing, smiling, laughing, has a great time with life, has a very different life with her mom and, a, and then her dad that we just have very different ways of, of living, but she's good. She's good. And that is what's important. And you know why? You know why we were able to get here? Because I did not do what I wanted to to her mom. I didn't yell. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't physically violent. But you, I mm-hmm. swallowed my pride no matter how hard it was. And I beat that crap down. And I said, I am going to do everything that I can for my daughter. But the one thing you did do is you, you did everything in your power to get the information, mm-hmm. to provide the best, like, fact to, to be able to protect yes like you got the whole story you didn't just assume something and roll with it like you had to do the legwork the dirty work yeah to keep the skin in the game yes 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 exactly and that's 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 that fine line that's the dichotomy of, of this world is of the, of the parenting world is do what's right don't do it out of pride yeah. Fight when you have to, but learn where that line is. Where do I have to? What's the battle that is worth climbing that hill? Because when you're looking at parents that aren't together anymore, you're looking at a lot that gets affected. You know, every argument, every battle that you're going to choose, there are going to be repercussions. Is it a battle that needs to be? Yeah. Is it for their health, their safety? Is it for something that is truly, truly, truly for the best that you know you can influence a change if not no no yeah. but if so absolutely you fight it's so weird that um i mean this is a super positive ending right but it's also solemn at the same time yeah kind of feeling it you know like oh wow yeah. it just there's so much to take in you know and it's funny is that you know we're hoping for the and not to go biblical but like when when jesus returned the jews mm. were hoping that he was like gonna start swinging a sword and taking heads, right? Right. And instead he took the position of humility. Mm-hmm. And it's much like your story, how I'm expecting to hear this, like, I went to court and I fought. And yeah, she's in You can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like expecting that that moment. And yeah. instead it's nope. <laughs> humility. Yeah. You took the position of, like, what's going to be best for her? And this is the position. And so, like, I'm going to put away my sword. Hopefully mom does too. Yeah. And it took a while. Yeah, absolutely. That, does, that <laughs> and that lesson yeah. to learn take it could take years for some people. And I'm lucky. I am truly. I count myself lucky and blessed that that the situation is where it is. There are other people who go through similar things, who 
their child does die. Yeah. Or, you know, never even gets the ability to see them. Yeah. You know, all of these situations. So that is, that is definitely something to, to remember and to take home from this is the judicial system that is standing behind all of this. Something has to be done. Some knowledge. Can I say the name of this judge, by the way? We have elections coming up, don't we? Yeah. I don't know if they're up to the dog of it. I don't care. I would. No. 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 It does, I it didn't sell. I just sell. I didn't sell. No, it's judge, okay. So, Here's yeah. the thing, though: is that it doesn't need to be said because it's it's not just one judge. It's not because we have this is across judge. the nation. It is, and that's where the greater issue is: is that people need to stand up and realize that this is a problem across the nation. Yeah, not just one state yeah. or in one county. That is true. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's and so literally everyone out there for the most part. Yeah. You know, I've had conversations yep. with people like, "Well, how do we change this? I mean, like, we need to get new judges. We might end up with the same result if we get new judges." I don't know what the answer is, but there the is way it one. changes is what there we're has doing. to be. We have so to here's, here's a question. Yes. How old is this judge? Huh. He became a judge less than a year before I had him. He's here to stay. No, but how, what's, what age oh. do you think he is? His physical age? Uh, mid fifties. Okay. So do you think that's, more years. do you think that's part of it? Do you think that it's, it's a, Hey, this 50 year old person who had, who, Grew up in a time frame where it was mothers were the only ones that did anything. Yeah. Fathers were absent. He's very much no, an old boy. I'm also club, also here's that, the, which I thought was good at the beginning, and then realized, oh no, no, this is the thing with my. So judge, do we need so. younger judges? No, like here's here's what it is. Maybe is it my judge was a divorced dad mm. that didn't have majority custody. I kind of found that out through the grapevine talking to some other people. Sure, and like your judge is, I believe, a parent, but. Mm-hmm works a lot right so what's mom's job oh yeah oh exactly right because he yeah. makes my life easy to be a yeah. judge if this guy's a parent of multiple children yeah. and then can sit there in court and go i don't know anything about children of course you don't because you're never home because yeah. you're working so much right yeah there's nothing wrong with working don't get me no, wrong but, absolutely not i mean but what's that's more important? yeah but he, he doesn't value the the father aspect no he what that's where the, the hardship comes in is that he doesn't realize how important his role is and his kids are the ones that are going to have to deal with that. So yeah. case law is a curse, right? Case law mm-hmm. provides a lot of information of what's previously been done, but what's previously been done has been statistically proven that it's not helping the kids. So we keep bringing back case law that we know doesn't work because that's what's been previously done. How about we try something different? We have yeah. to set new precedents. How about we have two judges or a panel? Like you go before, instead of you have like a court officer and the jury. I mean, you could try these different yeah. things. The mediation aspect, I think sometimes needs to be introduced into the court. Well, dude, I think and honestly panel would be perfect. There should be two judges in male and in family court, yeah. male and female period yeah. Yeah. two, no matter what that actually read what's put in front of them. Well, you That's the to, biggest part because that didn't I happen mean, in my case too. I know that. Could, that well, could, could you yeah. imagine how? a female judge? You have one job. Reading any part of that so, at all? So how oh. long did you, so you didn't actually totally. get to the trial portion, right? No. So in my trial, right? I went to trial. We're supposed to say like, they said, okay, well, the judge is going to take up to 12 days to review and we'll have a judgment. Mm-hmm. Three days later, get a phone call. Judgment's been made. And I'm like, how wow. do you go through a hundred and eighty seven pages of information yeah. In three days. You don't. You don't. You don't. You jump to a conclusion. Yep. Whatever your yep. predisposed It has already is. been made yep. before that the was trial even happened. Didn't matter who I was. Didn't matter yeah. what the the facts of it were. I was He had his opinion male. of you and you heard it. Like that's, yeah. You already knew what he thought of you. Yep. He even called me overeducated at one point. I, got, I yeah. just remembered that. Yep. I was like, well, uh, yeah, that would what? suck to be overeducated. Yeah. How... Wow. How yeah, awful would that be? This how, isn't how, me like, how terrible. Uh, yeah. I don't want to end like, what, how powerful 
your story was with like going back through this and like we could pick pick little nuggets of yeah. things that we can but i don't but, want to here's again yeah. here's what i want to we leave have people with we have the ability to go through these things and not have them wreck us yeah we have the ability to learn what we can but to put the rest away and go yeah I, that could have destroyed me and it did. Absolutely. For a while it did. Yeah. But then you pick yourself up, you look at your children and you go, how, how can I provide what they need if I'm going to be a wreck? Yeah. How yeah. can I make sure that they feel protected if they see me having absolutely no idea how to even sleep? If you're going to live no. your life in a constant cycle of affliction. Yeah. You're never going to allow your kids to live in a cycle of I'm not a victim. Growth. Yeah. I went through something. something. Okay. It's part of your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. It doesn't define who you become. No, no. And what is so important is that we give our children what we need, what they need, and we, we absolutely stand up man, for them. I, I love you, man. Like, I, I really do love, <laughs> like, the presence you bring in here and the story that you carry with you. I mean, it's a story, right? It's like a page in the book that you've yeah. kind of gone past and so you can know what's going on now and you're writing the story. You're writing the rest of it. Yeah. And every uh, day, you know, I'm sorry that you went through what you went through, but you did for a reason mm-hmm. and it's not going to go lost. Part of that is this. Not, yeah. It's not right going to go lost right on people. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. going to get lost. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. we're not going to end the show in the normal way. Cause we're mm-hmm. not going to use the usual soundbite. Um, but we're going to end it. I want everybody to listen to the, literally the very last second of this. Cause I think it's going to be, Gosh, I want to cry thinking about it. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's good. So, Ryan, please take us out. Yeah, so it's the Dad Because Podcast. I appreciate you for listening. We'll be with you in the next episode. Yep. Uh, I'm Tristan, and that's Ryan, and we've got Alan on here. Yeah. Thank and you for listening. So, here we go. Maybe. What do I tell you every day? I will always... Love him. I will always... Protect you. And I will always be here for you. That's right, my love.